do it. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that, you know, Trail Show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Arriba, 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 tata. Wait, I thought this was English 101. I uh, think I might be in the wrong room. No, vete de aquí. Coming to you live Little. from the Bobby Walter Studio in Chafee County's historic beer district, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over 1 million times in 150-plus countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide wherever you download your favorite podcasts and at thetrailshow.com. Today's show is sponsored by Andrew Skirka's Guided Trips. Andrew, take it away. Hey listeners, this is Andrew Skirka, National Geographic Adventurer of the Year, author of The Ultimate Hiker's Gear Guide, and Trail Show special guest on shows number 36 and 82. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm sure it will be entertaining, and I'm happy to support it. While I have your attention, I'd like to ask that you consider joining me and my world-class guide team in 2020. It will be our ninth year in operation, and we'll be leading groups in southern Utah, West Virginia, Alaska, the Rockies, and Yosemite National Park. Our three-day backpacking fundamentals course is ideal for beginners. It will help you accelerate up the learning curve and avoid years of trial and error. Our adventure and expedition trips are five or seven days and are appropriate for more experienced backpackers. We'll teach advanced skills and undertake a top-rate wilderness experience. For more information on the trips, visit my website or stay tuned during the sponsor segment after the second break. Thanks, Andrew. And that website is andrewskirka.com. POD, what are we serving up on the show today? Hold on before you, before you do that. Yeah. Actually, I ran into Skirka at the airport. <laughs> really? Or rather, he ran into me because I was facing the phone. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. What is that? What do you mean you were facing the phone? Like I had my phone. Oh, okay. Out and I was, you like, were literally at that. Yeah. Okay. Facing the phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I was just in in TSA like before the uh, the checkpoint, and and I hear my name, and I'm like, oh, what? I I look up. It's Skirka. So That's like, awesome. Oh, hey. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Where was he going? I don't know. Where he, were you? Where he were you was going? like a full turn behind me in the uh, in the line. Okay. So and I'm I'm pretty fast. I mean I I know Skirk is fast, but I'm, I'm pretty fast. And TSA, <laughs> like I think I've got some. You've got a dial. I think I've got some FKTs in the uh, the Denver TSA line. So nice. Yeah, he never caught me. Okay. Nice. All right, Beauty. What's on the show uh, tonight? Well, we have a special guest tonight. Should I introduce him? I think you should. Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. In studio this month from Elevation Brewing Company in nearby Poncha Springs, Colorado, we have Mr. Christian Cook. Christian, thanks for guesting tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're going to talk to you about beer, which is a thing we talk about a lot on yeah, the show. Apparently. Um, and I also, I'm kind of curious to see like maybe what might be coming down the pipeline mm-hmm. with Elevation in 2020. So yeah, we got a lot of uh, a lot of new new things coming down the line uh, okay. in 2020. We have a lot of a lot of new stuff out currently right now that we're really excited about too. Uh, okay, 
one of the beers that we're, we're excited that just uh, just launched in the tap room and is going to see some distribution across Colorado starting next week is our bourbon barrel aged stout called Oil Man. Oh Ooh. man, we've That's had okay. we've is that something you all have had on draft at the tap room? We have, yeah, we've yeah. been brewing that beer f- uh, pretty much since since the first year we opened. Okay, so this is about our eighth I've had it. eighth rendition. Um, and we also did a coconut version as well. It's also the first mm. first year that these are going to be available in, in four-pack cans instead of glass 750 Ooh. mil bottles. So it's really exciting. Okay. Excellent. Smaller, more accessible serving. Mm-hmm. All right. Hang, hang tight for just a minute because I'm going to I'm, – I'm, I want to talk beer. I want to get into the weeds of all of el- what Elevation is doing. But P.O.D., what else what – what all are we doing tonight? Uh, let's see. We're going to do some trail news uh special is going to try to do trail news i thought he um, wasn't going to do it well i mean I, I won't have Delo here to uh true. to fall asleep during my segment <laughs> and, and or otherwise derail it right it's true i'm gonna do my best to derail um I'm, 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 you'll probably do okay yeah we're gonna talk to snorkel tonight she's got a new book out it's pretty exciting yes. we are going to talk to our frenemy buck buck 30 about the oregon coast trail our frenemy frenemy okay uh, let's see what else we got some trips. I, I presume some of you went somewhere. Uh, let's yep. see. Uh, we've got a cool trail tip. We're going to talk about that. We've got some hotline calls. Mm. Um, we've got some letters, some love letters. We got a couple ask a hiker, qu- hi- hiker questions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've got our donors and we've got beer and we've got salty in studio. Oh yeah, that's right. How could I forget? We've got salty. Oh my gosh, I'm here. How dare me? <laughs> Come on. It, You're right here. Jeez. We, we've got to get a follow-up on Wolverine's question from last month. That's right. Month, so. Absolutely. Question yeah. directed at Salty. By the way, if you have a question for Salty, you can call into our hotline and leave it on the hotline. Yes. So, feel free to do that. Ask me all your questions. That's right. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be about food. No. I mean, love life. I've got a lot of answers. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the hotline, before we talk to Christian, why don't we why don't we take a hotline call? Okay, let's do it. Um, should I should I play the intro music? Is there hotline intro music? Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, that. Yeah, member. Well, I guess right off over, at the sixty over. Yeah, I guess no. I guess that's all we get for our okay. intro. Oh man. What did we not like pay the royalties on that or something? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> we missed the power bill. Shoot. All right, let's go to the hotline. Hey now, trail show. <laughs> That's you know, peanuts still cooking in the womb there, in the oven. And uh, me and the missus there were, uh, you know, we're thinking about, we were just thinking, and uh, we're like, you know what? If something bad were to happen to us, who should take care of the children? So we're asking the trail show host if they would adopt our children if something bad happened to oh, them. Oh, no. Oh, bare sweats and tough broth. Not this again. On a side note. Hybrid stroller and into the backcountry. Fantastic. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> oh, wow. So what do you guys think? Are we adopting Bear Sweat's kids if things go south for them? Uh, ooh, um, I'm probably a no. Let's, let's go no. <laughs> I think we yeah. all intentionally do not have children. <laughs> well, there is I, one I, of I, us that I'm, has kids. And I'm just going to say, like, Trail Show Legal's not here today mm. to be able to say yay or nay. Right. Um, right. But I'm pretty confident saying that he'd probably say no. 
Uh, okay. I just got a text from D'Lo. He said he would adopt them. So he, he, if you want your kids to but, grow up in but, Boulder and drink their own urine, then that's a good idea. Well, and, and probably just mostly do his yard work and True. stuff. Oh, so yeah. it they'd be like, like a step child children. labor situation. Yeah. I'm not sure that would be good. And now it's time <laughs> for Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. D'Lo, take it away. <laughs> well, D'Lo's not here tonight, so apparently we're just going to run with it. We're going to yeah. run with it. Uh, if you want to like read a can, I'll breathe my nose into the microphone. Yeah. Christian, normally we read cans yeah. here on the show because we, we want to tell people what we're drinking. And uh, actually, since you're with Elevation Brewery, why don't you yeah. tell Talk people what we're drinking? Yeah. What, what did you bring tonight? Yeah, there's not a lot of verbiage on the cans either, so I'm glad I'm here. But yeah. uh, we brought First Cast IPA, which was kind of the first IPA uh, that we brewed, kind of has become our flagship over the years. That's a good one. Nice, glad you like it. It's uh, it's pretty borders on the pale ale mm-hmm. IPA yeah. category, so it's not like over overly bitter. Right. Yeah, I think it's a pretty well balanced uh, IPA. It's like six and a half percent ABV, so it's not going to kill you. Um, yeah, we're, we're big fans of it. Yeah, yeah it's excellent. It, uh, now I'm curious. It says pairs with spicy curry, carrot cake, and funky blue cheese. How did yeah. you come up with that? And also, did you bring any tonight? <laughs> you know, yeah. I, we're the pairings, damn it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's usually what our guests do. Nobody said bring know. food. It's either bring food oh, or yeah. sing a song. Yeah. So. No, no, no. Beer's so, fine. Sorry, I didn't mean to make that awkward. Um, <laughs> I just thought he would have been briefed on the rules. Yeah. No, you should always bring the pairings, so I apologize okay. for that. But uh, yeah, we kind of uh, just have some fun with those pairings. And okay. They, yeah. they were, they, we came up with those years ago and have, and have stuck with them so okay. yeah the and, fun- funkier the better and you also cheese. brought a pilsner right yeah we also brought our pilsner we brewed this beer for like our i think it was a probably our fourth anniversary started just as an anniversary uh beer okay and um it's a it's a czech pilsner base um has an authentic czech yeast in there uh, but then we dry hop it uh excessively mm. to american standards and uh so it kind of that that excessive hopping kind of takes it out of the style guidelines of of that kind of beer, but right. uh, it's kind of the way the way we like it. It's got like bright floral hops yeah. in there, and it's just really drinkable. I'm a big fan of this one. It reminds me a little bit of this uh, flowery tea that I once got at the Whole Foods in Boulder. Hmm. But um, was it the, alcoholic? No, no, no. It's just okay. it's just the, the 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 bouquet in the mouth. Yeah. Uh, this one's the pairings are pretzels and mustard. Yum. Uh, cheeseburgers, and then peel and eat shrimp. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I, lo- I love the idea I, of that. I think, you know, I, I concur with that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think if you're a Colorado-based beer company, you shouldn't be having seafood on your pairings. Hey, why not? Know. I'm all in. Let's, yeah. let's do some peel and eat shrimp. Let's do I mean, it right aren't now. we supposed to be the third coast? Isn't that the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Funny story on this one. We were getting these cans... Uh, printed at Ball Manufacturing, big company that yeah. prints really? cans for wow. everybody, and uh, all ready to go. Huge, you know, hassle for them, I'm sure, to run our small amount of cans instead of Corona. And uh, they brought mm. a sample back, and they're like, "Does everything look okay?" And we had proofed everything a hundred times. And oh no! We of course had pretzels spelled wrong, Ugh. so we had to halt everything and abandon that printing. Oh uh, man! So, yeah. Huh. How, how had it been misspelled? Uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, uh, the L and the E were flip-flopped. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's a yeah, problem. But you know what? I think most Americans be like, wait, is that misspelled? I didn't know it was spelled like yeah. that. Oh. I won't forget anymore. Yeah. 
So Christian, totally. I got to tell you, we've got a, a VIP, Trail Show VIP, this guy named Pat Axel Dixon, and he hiked the Continental Divide Trail, yes. I don't know, two, three years ago. And one of his goals when he was hiking from Mexico to Canada was to visit at least one brewery in every trail town that he went through along yeah. the way. Nice. And I think he visited, it's like 24 breweries total. Yeah. It was over I 20. Think so. And his number one favorite, Mexico to Canada, was Elevation. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool to hear. And he's yeah. the one that did that that uh, promo music. Okay. Yeah, he does a he lot does of music. He does all posts. kinds of crazy music. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's true. I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Uh, so tell us, you were talking to us about the bourbon aged mm. oil can beer. Yes, oil man. Oil man. Um, Talk more about it. My, my, uh, <laughs> my brother, who's been on the show uh, actually and is uh, a big beer aficionado, he pretty exclusively drinks bourbon barrel aged yeah. wow. beers. It's crazy. That's His tolerance is pretty. It's pretty high. You can't can't sit with that guy and expect to keep up. E- even his water is actually. <laughs> That's right. He actually yeah. ages his urine in bourbon oh, barrels. Oh, why? why? And then sells to, it in Boulder. You had to go there, P.O.D. Hey, he makes good money doing it. Don't, yeah, don't exactly. knock it, okay? No, so tell us what's, uh, what do you guys, what other things have you got planned for 2020 for 2020 we're releasing 12 new beers in 2020 so one, one per month well one, one per month no kidding kind of one-time drops to our to our wholesaler we'll have them in the tap room as well of course but you know over the past bunch of years we were largely focused on on growth and this year we're yeah. kind of getting back to why we got into brewing beer in the first place which was to to make a lot of cool fun exciting things so Really excited it, to it, start experimenting. It wasn't to recreate the scene from Strange Brew where they, they mm. get into the vats. and uh, We do that <laughs> as well. Okay. Yeah. The, do you know what the beers are or you haven't not decided? We, we know what the beers are. Or is it a secret? Yep. Uh, no, not uh, really. Okay. No? We, all kinds of, they, they really run the gamut from like trendier styles such as milkshake IPAs that we've never okay. dabbled hmm. too much into to Martzins. You know. w- which one do you think you're most excited for personally? I'm personally the most excited for the milkshake IPA because it's okay. not like anything huh. we've ever done. It was a style yeah. that we fought for a long time. The whole hazy IPA thing we were never into, never brewed one. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a challenge to make to make something that uh, that we know people want. It's becoming a very big seller of beer. So we're trying to make something that people want. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm really excited about that one. So it's a hazy IPA. It's a hazy IPA. Well, so why is it called milkshake IPA? So I mean. then it's brewed with lactose, milk ah, sugar. Ah, okay. Which is not fermentable, so it leaves a lot of lot of body to the beer and a and a sweeter taste, which is pretty pretty different in an IPA, of course. Okay, hmm. so I have a question that maybe Salty could answer, maybe you could answer, Christian, or maybe no one can answer. I'm so if you're lactose intolerant, can you drink a beer? with lactose in it are there consequences <laughs> i do in fact have an answer to oh, that great and the answer is no you cannot drink it okay you should not drink it okay you can do whatever you want sure in sure your sure personal life but okay no that would be a problem for somebody that's lactose intolerant we are legitimately adding straight lactose to the uh, beer okay yeah so I'll now do, we know do you have anything to add i concur <laughs> <laughs> um can you talk about what's coming out in january that would be the milkshake. 
Oh, ah. and, uh, that's the first one. Uh, My milkshake brings other boys. <laughs> I know. I need to. <laughs> that was the. I don't I know. know that song, but that was one of the brewers <laughs> wrote, wrote that on the brew sheet as oh. the name yes. of that beer. My milkshake brings all the boys to the tap. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. To the yard. To, to the, the yard. Yeah. To the tap room. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next one, you know, going back way traditional in February, we're going to do a traditional English mild. So there's oh, really? really no 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 boundaries to what these beers. No boundaries. So, how did y'all decide which ones to do? Did, yeah. did you all like put together some lists and then vote on them, or were did some people get to go like, no, this is the one we're I, we're definitely doing this one and yeah. definitely in March. Yes to all of that. We had a, a list. There's not really a formal vote, but we're like a community of of beer nerds out there. So it's just kind of what what styles people are excited about, um, and then you know. We have to also balance what we want to make with what is actually going to sell. You know, right? The, uh, totally. You know, we have to make sure the beers sell. So, a little bit yeah. of that as well. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, farmhouse and Belgians mm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been a fan of Elevation for that reason because it's. I feel like a lot of breweries these days are just like we have 100 IPAs. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then they have like a pale ale that's disgusting. So. Um, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of Elevation because they actually have beers that I like. Uh, do you have anything of, of those genres coming out this year? Uh, we do. You know, when, when we started, our, uh, the whole idea behind the brewery, we were only going to do barrel-aged and Belgian-style beers. Oh, okay. Yes. That was the, the original plan. And we're like, right. well, we should probably make an IPA. And then right. we brewed a Kolsch. And we're like, well, this is really drinkable and good. We should yes. probably keep making that. So it's kind of evolved over the year. But we do still like really love making those yes. Belgian beers. Um, so uh, I can't remember the month. It's coming up here. In the next couple, we're going to be releasing uh, Apis 4, which is a Belgian quad that we oh, grew yes. with honey that we've had for yeah. in the past. Kind of retired it with this last uh, within this last year. So it's going to come back. Um, Sweet. Well, my birthday is in April. Uh, did, so okay. did you say good brewed month. with honey? Brewed with honey. Yeah. Nice. We use some uh, really nice honey from here in Slida that we yeah. get from uh, the Jamie bo- Beyond the Hive. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Honey Boutique. Can you can you tell me how cool the, the the artwork associated with that is? Does it involve like honeycomb patterns and yeah, dripping like really honey, rad honeycomb. bees that are totally drinking some beer or something? <laughs> and you're like, man, <laughs> drunk bees. The bees are not drinking beer, but they are. Okay, on, well, I mean, if you feel like you need to edit that, that's fine. You don't even have to credit <laughs> me for that. The website is elevationbeerco.com. Christian, you mentioned the Kolsch. The eight second Kolsch is one of my favorite beers. You guys do. I mean, it's kind of a very specific style of German beer. Like, how long have you guys had that beer at the brewery? Yeah, we started making that one. We opened in 2012, and we, we made that beer in 2013. We, okay. We sponsored the, the Chafee County Fair and Rodeo. And as a ah. brewery that was doing barrel-aged beers and Belgians, we thought we needed something different. I've always been a fan of uh, of Kolsch. Yeah. We have a, I met a, some, a friend who was studying abroad um, from Cologne, and yeah. then we got to go visit... Uh, visit her in Cologne, got to drink, you know, just this yep. yeah. perfect beer, you know, in the, in the, in the old weird glasses, of Cologne. Yeah, in the, <laughs> yeah. in the, in the Stange glass. Yeah. And that was kind of the inspiration for it. We wanted to try to recreate that. There were not a lot of Kolsch beers in Colorado in 2013 either. So like we didn't want to just yeah. make a blonde ale. We wanted to do something a little more unique. So that's where the Kolsch I feel like that out. style of beer has caught on in Colorado since then. For sure, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's nationwide so much, but I feel like I do see Kolsch style beers in Colorado somewhat frequently. Uh, I, I've certainly seen them more. I, I don't think that I really ever drank them before 2013. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, Disco and I also have some very good friends that live in Germany uh, near Cologne, actually, mm-hmm. and we too have in the summertime been there and had 
Kolsch in the street. It's pretty cool. It's awesome. And he, and he told us, like, he's like, look, just so you know, if you don't put the coaster on top of your glass, they'll keep coming over and filling it up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I I forgot. I think they filled mine up <laughs> once, and I was like, well, I was not really planning to have another, yeah. but I guess I am. Yeah. So We didn't stay that long, though, because no. our friend's wife was pregnant at the time. So and she, she eventually like was four. like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she eventually was like, we're leaving now. We're like, yeah. oh, okay. Time to go. Yep. Bottoms up. Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, what else What else do we need to know about elevation that we haven't talked about? Tell us about some of tonight. the other stuff you're doing like in the community. You guys are a big part of, oh, yeah. of, of Salida and Pancha. Yeah. So Let's talk see. about that. I mean, we, we, we donate to, to a, a whole host of uh, organizations. Pretty much if people are looking for a donation, whether it's for a fundraiser or... Or for for a party, uh, you know, we are, we are pretty pretty darn generous with those donations. Okay. Uh, we're doing some stuff with the new ice rink that's coming down the line oh, here cool. in Salida. Is that happening? Is that? Yeah. Believe it's happening. When? I don't know the details okay. on that, but I know a lot of the money has been raised, and it's, really? it's still just moving moving forward. You know, I, is cool. I heard that there's a uh, like a podcast that's recorded locally that was really interested in having their own beer brewed. Ooh, that's wow. true. Wow. Trail show I've L. heard that too. <laughs> yeah. That's that's been discussed a few different times. Yeah. yeah. We'll put Christian on the spot. Yeah, we're, like, yeah. we're not letting a you leave until you say yes, man. A collaboration. And by collaboration I mean we mean you're gonna do all the work yeah. and then yeah. just put, put our put label on. We're it. we're just basically gonna supply a label yeah. and, hey, and tell you what kind to make. Yeah. Yeah. Which will be beer. We'll just say beer. Christian, I wanted to ask you. So, a lot of our audience does not live here in Colorado. Is ele- our elevation beers available outside of Colorado right now? Uh, very limitedly. You're, we're statewide in Colorado, and we send beer to Wyoming periodically, and also okay. to Utah. So, uh-huh. those, are, those are only two other states. So, you can get your Montucky Cold Snap and your elevation <laughs> up in Wyoming. <laughs> Do they sell Montucky? Well, I, I think, think so. that's everywhere. Is that still legal? I don't know. Man. <laughs> I thought um, there was like the whole with the rats. But and the... what I would recommend though is that people actually travel to Chafee County yes. and go to the brewery. Uh, it's you know I work out of a co-work space here in town, and once every couple months we do a co-working ride where we'll bike from downtown up to Elevation, and it's great because it's slightly uphill on the way there, so you kind of you earning your and beer on the way there. Sure. Usually a little windy too. Always always yeah. a headwind. Hey, Disco, and let's, four miles. let's not perpetuate this stereotype that you need to earn your beer. Okay. Right, so <laughs> keep, keep going. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, duly noted. Yeah. And then, you know, we usually sit out. The, the patio at Elevation is amazing. And you guys have kind of fancied it up. And there's a food. Is the food truck permanent or is that a rotating food, food truck? Food truck is, is now permanent. There's a new one that uh, came in a couple months ago called High Rockies Cuisine. And they're they're pretty awesome. They make everything from scratch. Bre- okay. Breads and everything from oh. scratch in their, in their food truck. So... Really yeah. good, but uh, but yeah, I think our, our brewery is in a pretty unique location. It our, is our, our patio. You know, you can you have views of fourteen thousand foot peaks yeah. from from the patio, and it's right at the bottom of the Monarch Crest Trail. So if you're into mountain biking, it's a phenomenal spot to Do, to, to come yeah. after a, after a ride. Are any of your beers named after any, any of the mountains? Uh, let's see. We uh, not currently, but in the past, we've named some beer. We had one okay. called Mount Blanca, which is oh, south. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, totally. yeah. None of the collegiates, but. Yeah. That's just too obvious, you know? Am I correct in thinking (laughs) that Elevation is the closest brewery to Mount Chavanel? That would be correct. It has to be, right? Yeah. 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 Totally. I bet on top of Chavanel, 
with a keen eye, you could probably see elevation, which is likely your destination after they're You've bagged that fourteen True, or anyway. You could so. you could, you totally. could name one of them uh, the just a number that is the difference in elevation between your brewery and on the summit. Ooh, oh, that's an interesting idea. Who brought the nerd? That's another right there. <laughs> well, maybe a, maybe the collaboration brew could be a summit Chavano summit. There we go. Five yes. gallon brew. Yeah, mm. I like it. I like it. Yeah, especially the. Port- I, I believe that that's a verbal contract, by the way. <laughs> we, we, we have it in, in we, recorded. We've got it it's recorded. Digitized, so oh my gosh, it's, it's already on the cloud. Well, Christian, thanks, <laughs> thanks for being a good sport. Come coming over tonight and talking to us about Elevation Brewing Company. We love what you guys are doing. Spesh, are you ready to do trail news? Wait, I'm doing trail news this month. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news with Special 41. Here it is. All right, so I've got actually a segue segment uh, to uh, to start off trail news. Oh. Um, perhaps about segues? Yeah, it's actually about um, this guy that got, uh, let's see, it's uh, in Ohio, um, and they were arrested uh, for... They had a, a blood alcohol content three times the cutoff limit, and they were arrested on a Segway on the interstate. So, Oh, my God. Actually, that's not true at all. I totally just okay. made that okay. up. Okay. I was uh, like, the, this sounds about right. The, <laughs> the story is actually, uh, is everybody familiar with like the OK Boomer thing? Yeah. Yes. All right. So... Um, I don't necessarily know what it means, but it's sure. It's supposed to be like this thing that some, I guess you say to... It's baby to, boomers to, old to be like dismissive of them yeah. okay. in the way that they are like dismissive of millennials or okay. something like Understood. that. So it's like some, tip for so, something like that. But then the, it it's a meme that became like people have like sweatshirts and stuff now. Well, there is a, uh, a brewery, a uh, dogfish head um, in one of their breweries that it's like a, a tap room only uh, beer, but it's called OK Boomer. Ah, uh, yeah. So they capitalized uh, on the. They yeah. got right on it. Yeah, they're yeah. like, you know what we should do is uh, Christian. You guys missed the opportunity, missed the boat there. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> you guys should just like uh, figure out some way to do a Rick Roll. Um, <laughs> uh, Rick Roll. A Rick Roll. Yeah, it's like the original meme. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be like you'll see it. It'll pop up every so often. Like you, you put up some link or whatever, and people click on it, and it's supposed to take them to some thing that they want instead it it takes them to this uh this like music video that's like um rick something or another rick the, ross no it's like a different rick i don't know <laughs> i'm i it, it, this is a really exciting story yeah, that's really not gonna really... go anywhere how, how about like a patriots cheated ipa or you know oh god and, and it have a picture go. of the patriots film crew like filming sidelines i i don't know I think there was just a beer by a Denver brewery that <laughs> had something to do with Tom Brady's tears. I just saw. Oh, oh. that's pretty good. Take that, Frito. I'm kind of uh-huh. liking the sounds. Uh, a couple years ago, we brewed a beer with some foraged uh, mushrooms for a oh. festival called Beers Made by Walking. Oh, we have one of their glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's one of the best beer festivals I think because the really? beers are all so unique. Yeah. Okay, Boomer was by far a, a missed opportunity. Yeah, with that beer. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, onward to... Do you have some actual trail news? No, none at all. It's actually all... Is it all beer news this month? Well, I've got like a puppy story. Okay. (laughs) That sounds good. (laughs) Um, So let's see. Colorado celebrates International Mountain Day. 
Oh. Um, actually, I guess everybody did because it was international. Um, <laughs> but uh, I found out about it from a Colorado publication. So. What is that? Uh, on, so on Wednesday, this last Wednesday, oh. uh, so we're recording on, what is it, Saturday? What day, yeah. is, it? What day is it, man? Saturday. Saturday. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, on Wednesday, uh, it, it was um, International Mountain Day. So I guess you were supposed to, like, mountain or something look at a mountain hike yeah. a mountain i looked at so, mountains uh, I, I did. i'm yeah. pretty into mountains um so ha- happy international mountain day i hope that you found yourself on near or in view of a mountain or maybe just maybe just thinking about that that special mountain or maybe just know? looking at other people's mountains Ma- on instagram looking at other people's mm. totally i mean you know Hologram. little uh yeah. little Grand vicarious mountains. life out there <laughs> um yeah oh this is a bad one we'll talk about this for just a minute some feral hogs in Texas attacked and killed a woman. Um, oh. What? Yeah. So let's see. I forget who sent this to me. Uh, this is Chambers County, Texas. Uh, this woman, um, Christine, uh, she was 59 years old and like a caregiver to uh, an elderly couple. And uh, she didn't show up. And then they ended up finding her. Uh, like in her front yard and she had been attacked by like these these like multiple wild hogs good grief man <laughs> yeah That's Pre- pretty insane. crazy so um you know just add that that one to your list of things to be concerned about in the outdoors i guess <laughs> is hogs you know we saw when we hiked through new zealand we i don't know if you remember this one day there were some giant giant pigs that we were like i remember Whoa. the little ones we'd see no, all the time th- these were huge and i remember we pigs were, we were little, like let's let's give them some space yeah wide berth so so i actually like w- when i first really started hiking i was living in hawaii uh and mm-hmm. like they they have feral pigs yes. all over the place out there i mean pig hunting is a, a big a thing, thing. And I definitely got treed by a pig that was very <laughs> angry one day. And so, yeah, like, I, really? I, I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, what are you going to do? It's got, like, these big tusks <laughs> right. and stuff like that. What? You're going to, like, make yourself look big to a thing that clearly doesn't care? Right. Like, you know, no, uh-uh. I'm not going to tangle uh, with a pig. Like, I would sooner, like, try to punch a, a bear in the face than a pig in some ways right. i don't want to do any of it yeah but like the, i don't know man yeah i don't want to be pig food yeah um <laughs> no so they're pretty pretty scary uh so condolences to the family pretty messed up um so keep keep your guard up if you're in pig country next up uh let's see a federal judge ruled that the cascade siskiyou expansion uh was illegal so people may recall the uh, the Oregon Cascade Siskiyou National Monument. Um, President Obama, like not too long before he left office, I think it, it was uh, 2017. So this uh, some some people sued. Um, I think it was mainly like lo- some local timber companies and things like that, uh, basically saying that like. Obama's expansion of the uh, of the the area was illegal and this uh district judge has basically agreed um and so I don't think it's going to be the end of it but it it does continue this like um pushback against the the expansion of this this wilderness area. 
Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wrong. Awesome. Wrong. It's the worst. And it's totally stupid. I actually have a related piece of news. This one's going to be about the... Where'd it go? So we've talked about the the Land Water Conservation Fund. Yes. Um, so I think we actually talked about it last yeah, month. Yeah, this is when Dilo fell asleep last month. Yeah, yeah sounds about <laughs> right. So I think they were getting ready to do something, and I was encouraging yes. people to like reach out. Anyway, the And so, Trail Show Bump. Trail Show Bump. Totally. Awesome. Uh, so full funding of the Land Water Conservation Fund passes. Now, not fully, but this is like a, a key <laughs> Senate hurdle. So it's like a subcommittee that's okay. in the... That it has to go through before it's like opened yeah. up. In any case, it it's made it through it uh, with bipartisan support. Definitely pretty good news. This is a, a huge source of funding for uh, a, a lot of like public lands and stuff. So, uh, and and as a reminder for the listeners, like this is one that is largely funded by like offshore oil drilling mm-hmm. uh, profits or taxes or whatever fees, um, as well as a couple of other things. But a lot of it comes from that. And it funds things all over the states uh, that has to do with like maintaining and and developing you know our public lands for for us. So pretty cool. Uh, keep keep bumping your senators and congressmen and people to make sure that they're they maintain right. their support That's for right. it and let them know that you w- are into it. What else you got? Um, I have a few things, but I think I'm just gonna do one more and then and then we'll go ahead and move on. Okay. Uh, let's see. Not this one. Not that one. Oh no, I'm gonna do two more. So uh, Tuesday before Thanksgiving, we had a pretty big snowstorm in Boulder. So this is more like Janaid news than trail news. Okay. Okay. Twenty but inches, it was, right? It was the third. Yeah, it was. I measured twenty inches at at my place in in South Boulder. It was officially measured at twenty point seven inches which makes it the third largest uh, single-day snow accumulation hmm. in Boulder ever. Um, so that's that's a pretty huge bit of snow. Uh, the other two are October 25th, 1997, and hmm. November 20th, 1979. Uh, we Way also back. broke like a two-day accumulation total um, record of some kind, and uh, um, Fort Collins also had like a two-day... Uh, it's, it was their, their second highest two day accumulation total mm-hmm. ever. So pretty big storm. Um, I literally still have a huge sheet of ice <laughs> in my front yard or in my, uh, cul-de-sac yeah. from the storm. So pretty cool. I thought that was, that was a, a fun little factoid. So special that storm was supposed to miss Salida. And uh-huh. actually the night before the forecast said two to four inches. And I was laughing cause I knew the front range was going to get hammered. And we woke up, and there was 14 inches of snow here at the house. Man, so I went in. I went in Monday to work. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm about 45 minutes away from my office. I went in Monday, had like the staff meeting, did some stuff. I had not actually been paying attention to the weather report or anything, so I didn't even know that a storm was coming. And hmm. someone in my office is like, "Oh yeah, big storm, blah blah blah." I'm like, "What?" I look it up real quick. A little bit later, I, I, wah, I text my wah. housemate. I'm like, "So what's it looking like there?" They're like, it's definitely getting ready to snow. I drove home. I I got like the first flakes as I was getting to Boulder. Mm. Um, and then probably an hour after that, solid layer of snow on the ground. I woke up in the morning and looked out my window at, at like the accumulation on the yeah. the patio roof. And I'm like, oh man, I I definitely did some like poofs into the, the snow that day. Like just full on 
snow, snow, four snow angels? falls and well i mean like not so much snow angels as like the fall into the snow yeah you know, like like a like a snow deceased person like a trust fall <laughs> trust, <laughs> trust you trust fall <laughs> trust in, fall into, into the, snow. the snow okay yeah. cool What's all the... right last story but not least so i actually haven't even had a chance to like fully read this one um Disco, did you send this to me about these rest this restaurant pop up thing on the PCT? Oh yes. yeah. Yes. So this is so cool. So Morgan's Diner is apparently uh, started by a group of friends who had a, a friend who was like hiking the PCT. Um, and correct me because I think it, 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 have you read the whole article? Uh, I've read a little bit. Skim and scan. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I only had a chance to sort of skim it today, but basically, uh, it sounds like they had a friend, and this is from an outside magazine outside online article um but they had like a friend who was um who was hiking and they decided to like basically do some trail magic and it's turned into this deal where they go out and like provide uh like amazing food and i think they had something about like they do massages and, and whatnot and they're uh they charge miles Right. Right. So they, uh, however long people stay with them, like eating and relaxing and like getting massages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have to like, when they pay their bill to leave, they, they, they quote unquote pay with the miles that they would have hiked had they kept going that day. Right. And some people get waylaid there for a while. It sounds like, yeah. And so like the the, sort of like the the joke or like the idea is that they're trying to accumulate enough miles from Uh. all of the hikers that, that come through in order to complete their own hike without ever having to hike it. Right. Right. But it sounds really cool. Like they, they set up, uh, and, and, you know, do like, egg chorizo burritos and caprese sandwiches and Baja mm. style fish and shrimp tacos what? and like on trail. They've got like, yeah. Damn. Um, you know, all, like they really go all out. It sounds like, and make just amazing food. Uh, apparently they've been doing it since 2014. Wow. And the, uh, the diners hmm. like head chef is it's called Morgan's diner. The head chef is, uh, uh, Nick Lee. Um, but yeah, his friend um, Gabe Lewis was using a spot, and that and like, you know, they decided, oh, we're totally gonna like go do this little pop up for him or whatever. And, yeah, and from that, so they knew where he of, was. Basically, yeah, they were they were sort of following along as 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 people do these days, um, and and then kind of just got into it and have been been doing it as like a group ever since. So uh, I thought really it was cool. pretty cool. Story I wonder how they're funding magic. that. Yeah. Seems like a lot of. A lot of money. Expensive mm-hmm. food, too. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like they do it for too awful long. Yeah. It sounds like... Maybe like a day from or what I days. From what I read, it's like, yeah, they set up for maybe a couple of long weekends or something. Right. Uh, but again, I only really skimmed it, so I, I could I could totally be wrong. Maybe, sure maybe beats, they're out uh, there for like... Sure beats weeks. plucking your own chicken. <laughs> Story for another uh, day. Yeah, story for another day. What are you talking about? <laughs> plucking your own chicken's yeah. fun. Oh, okay. You know how, del- so you're you know into how delicious a hand-plucked chicken is? But do you no. know how delicious... Fish tacos are that someone just gives you a plate full of and says, "Enjoy." Yeah, I know that. I okay, know, I, I know that. It's better than plucked chicken, man. If they were shrimp tacos, they would pair well with these uh, this pilsner. That's right. It says so on the can. It does right here on the can. All right, Spesh. Anything else? Uh, I think that's yeah. I think that's all we really need to cover. I've got a couple of other things, but they're not. They, they're yeah, we're good. Okay. All right. Very good. 
Oh, wait, breaking news. <laughs> yeah? No, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, very good. <laughs> there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Special 41. He ran out the door with his Pilsner in and hand. And jumped in the hot tub. All right, folks, when we get back, we've got Brian Buck 30 Tansman to talk to us about the Oregon Coast Trail. 3PO. Don't go anywhere. guys this is moon kid and i never listen to the trade show you know it's just that it's not it's not good enough for me <laughs> says the kid <laughs> says the kid who got off trail oh, oh wow pod how dare <laughs> you blow man that's it's mm. tough that was a, a promo after, from the past and after he paid us to play that too yeah. <laughs> So we're going to do our media review before we do our trail of the month. D'Lo would lose his mind Ooh. right now. Yep. If, uh, he, if he were paying attention. We have a special guest. You know her as the trail show seventh chair, maybe eighth chair at this point. I think, I, I think we should call her the drop-in co-host. Yeah. Or something no, like no, that. No, no, no. We're talking about Not Snorkel. Me. Oh, Snorkel. <laughs> Come on, special. <laughs> Wait, what, what, where are we at? We're going to do media review. Oh, okay. I told you we're going out of order, man. And out that's of order's not, not here. Out, that's not... Oh, all right, I'm confused because that's in order on the sheet that I'm looking at. Oh, then maybe we're just where we should be. Okay. I don't know. I have a different well, in sheet. In any case, we always called her the fifth chair. But we we have five co-hosts, so she can't be the fifth chair. Can we call her like 5A or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it'd be 5B, right? But she was she was like the fifth <laughs> chair before we actually had a real fifth chair, that's right? That's a good point. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are. Four four Z. <laughs> Co like the the she's she's chair four Z. We could just call her Snorkel. That's an idea. I mean, it's we could do that. Radical Snorks. enough to just yeah, Snorks. it just might work. Uh, There's something called a snort cut. <laughs> snort cut. A snort cut is when you go off trail just for the sole purpose of not losing what, elevation what, 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 and then end what? up doing twice the work. What? What? Oh, I've done that. <laughs> trail show hotline. Go. Hey there, trail show. What's up, Snorkel? Hello. How are you doing, Disco? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm here with POD, Salty, and Special 41. We were just talking about snort cuts. Oh, yeah. The infamous snort cut. <laughs> What's a snort cut? <laughs> yeah. Bring us up to speed. Well, you know... One of the tenets, I would say, of, of how to do off-trail travel would be to try to minimize unnecessary elevation loss. Uh, and, uh, yeah, some, sometimes a snort cut uh, can, can – a snort cut will always try to do that. But sometimes the laziest way is not the best way. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Because if it works, it's called a shortcut. If it doesn't work, it's called a snort cut. <laughs> so, those are, so it can actually be longer. Well, not necessarily longer, but like you might run into like a terrible snag where you're like free climbing some sketchy <laughs> stuff, and then like you end yeah. up having to descend like, like 500 additional feet to get around the thing, and then go back up. 
you follow a series of cairns and they wind up at a skeleton. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good gracious. Anyway. All right. So, Snorks, we've got you on the line because once, once again, you're innovating. You've got a new book out with Justin Lichter called Hiking Waterfalls, Southern California. That is true. And it's hot off the presses. I mean, this book just came out, right? It just came out. I just um, posted my first photo with having it hot, hot live in my hand. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. Just, just melt, <laughs> melt in the snow. It's just in time for Christmas. And I can't imagine what the book is about with a title like Hiking Waterfalls. So why don't you tell us what the book's about? <laughs> So, so this book is actually about day hiking, which is a, a completely new, uncharted sorry, territory how, how's for that spelled? Uh, many of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry, Snorks, we we got a little uh, chuckle here out of that. Um, so, day hiking. Do you day hike? We didn't know you partook in that sort of activity. Oh, don't don't judge me. Don't judge me. Okay. Um, you know, somehow sometimes we we have to get our our hiking fixes any way we can get it. True that. <laughs> no, I like it. It's like waterfall <laughs> yeah. bagging. I like it. Ooh. It's like leg bagging, waterfall bagging, new meadow bagging. So yes. What do you think were some of your yeah, uh, actually, your favorites yeah, it that totally you went to? Felt like that. So, what were some of your faves? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, there's so many that are really good, um, and and some of them for the for the Trusso Nation, um, I'm sure that are very near and dear to them are um, are Darwin Falls, which is on the Loda mm. High Route. Uh, the photo in my book is actually taken. Um, I, it's a drop and roll when we were on Loda High with um, Naomi, the Punisher. Um, there's Rainbow Falls in Devil's Post Pile just off the PCT. Um, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, uh, the, but those falls right by Glen Allen, um, yeah. in Tuolumne. Oh, those PCT. are some um, really cool ones, actually. Yeah, the, those, those are really great. And, um, you know, it was so fun to go and scout those and, and go back and, and see all of the southbounders out there. Um, what's the, uh, so I, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, so so obviously the ones that are on on through hikes are um, are, are favorites, but there were some big ones that were um, kind of off my radar. That uh, one of the neat things about writing a day hiking book is it forced me to go places that um, aren't on long trails. Hmm. Crazy enough, right? Mm. Or aren't on long trails yet? How mm. many waterfalls total in this book? There are eighty-two waterfalls. What? Wow. Right. What's the geographic spans of the waterfalls? Like, what's the where is the farthest north and the farthest south? Yeah, so that, that's actually a really good question. So I, I um, really stretched the definition of what includes Southern California, and that's because uh, Falcon Guides had their Northern California's Hiking Waterfall book come out first. Mm. And I happen to notice that a few of the really good ones, um, so uh, don't judge me, but I, I couldn't let some of the ones in Immigrant Wilderness, um, you know, near Sonora Pass, go uh, totally undocumented within the Falcon Guides waterfall world. Uh, so I do go that far north, but most of it is, um, most of it's uh, in the LA, San Diego, Santa Barbara area. Oh, okay. W which ones do you think were uh, sort of the most surprisingly enjoyable compared to maybe what you were expecting when you were going out to scout them? Because you, you had to like scout all of them in the process, right? You've been working on it for, I feel like a couple of years or something, right? 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's been so I, I signed a contract in October 2017, and it's in my hands now. So wow. for those of you who think book writing is for you, good grief! Wow. It's uh, it's it's you know like a multi-year three bike. Yeah, I can relate to that. A but little I mean, bit, you snorks. get that company car, though, <laughs> I bet right? You can. You get what'd you say, special? But but you get that company car though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Snorkel, did you, you know one thing? Um, which I'm sure I'm sure some of my friends like all good might make fun of me that that was an unexpected benefit of this book. In addition to getting to know some of the uh, outdoor recreation areas in Southern California better is that it made me more of a confident driver in Southern California because I had to go out and scout waterfalls. Hmm. So it actually um, helped my driving skills as well. Snorkel, this podcast isn't about driving or skiing. This is about hiking. Let's, <laughs> let's stay focused. Let's keep it. Let's keep our eye on the prize. Salty, you got a question. Yeah, I was just going to ask Snorkel if you ran into any issues with uh, wildfires when you were scouting out Mm. waterfalls. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Yes, yes. So one of of my favorite favorite waterfalls in the book um, is this place called uh, Hidden Falls or Trail Falls Falls. which is yeah, I know it's a silly name, and um, it 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 had this this enchanted pool underneath this hidden waterfall, and these bright orange newts were playing. It was the coolest thing ever. And then uh, about four months after I scouted it, that whole mountainside burnt, and it was just mm-hmm. like I, there were a few situations like this where um, there were places that I'd scouted that burnt, and it just kind of it, it really tore me up. Um, So they're included there, and and a lot of the hikes have reopened. And in the case of some hikes, um, I still needed to scout them, and then they were on fire. Mm -hmm. And then I kept saying, you know, like crossing my fingers, being, please reopen, please reopen, please reopen. Um, And, you know, that's just kind of the reality of the ecosystem in Southern California. That's the reality of California, and that's Mm -hmm. the reality of our world, our climate change-impacted world. Did you uh, did you revisit any of the ones that that burned um, and, like, check them out afterwards and— and like actually get to see the the change. Yeah, um, I went back to uh, Escondido Falls. That was an area that was closed for a while after the Woolsey fire, um, which was uh, 20, in twenty eighteen. And um, I was actually really uh, like it wasn't as impacted as I thought it would be. Um, yeah, and there's a few other waterfalls that were um, actually there. There were a few waterfalls that were impacted by the Thomas fire. Um, that huge oh, fire yeah. in the Santa Barbara area that uh, for for a brief for a brief period was the largest fire in California history until it was passed by the Northern California fires. Um, but, you know, one of the things that was so heartening, especially about those Santa Barbara Montecito fires, is how many people were out there on the trails um, rebuilding them, how many mm-hmm. organizations are, uh, volunteer groups, forest service groups are involved in, in getting those trails back up and running. Um, it really, really made me appreciate um, all the work that goes into it and both the power of nature, but also how, how people loving trails is, is what makes them exist. I'm kind of curious. Um, so you went to 80 plus waterfalls for this book. Did you find most of them to be fairly crowded or did you have some of them to yourself? How did that pan out? 
Yeah, you know, some of them, like Eden Canyon Falls is uh, one of one of the most popular hikes, period, in Southern California. And I think I went there on a Saturday. And there were tons of people there, so it was a matter of like, all right, I got to get my photo. I'll make sure I don't get anyone in it. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely tricky. Um, but in some ways, it's really um, – it was really heartening to see so many people just want to go hike. Hmm. Um, and, you know, people who, who were there, like people you wouldn't think of as – like they're not they're not like the boulder running through. They're they're just normal people who want to spend some time in nature and see a waterfall. And that's one of the things that I love the most about this book is I know that there's a lot of people who are really drawn to nature because they want to see waterfalls. Did you see any egregious human behavior <laughs> at any of these waterfalls <laughs> while you were there? I didn't see it um, at a particular waterfall, uh, Hermit Falls. Um, but there was, there's definitely was some evidence of, um, some hurting, mm. shall we say, uh, some, some graffiti. And in fact, oh, no. um, that's one of the waterfalls where, uh, during the summer, some people have been known to have some beers and do some cliff diving and, um, Ooh. maybe not live to tell the tale afterwards. Ooh. Now you said graffiti. How do you spray paint water? Uh, <laughs> the the cliffs around the water. Ah, okay, I see. Uh, I see. Were there any waterfalls that you scouted for the book and then did not include them? Well, yeah, there's a there's a few that um, I decided were maybe a little bit too obscure, required a little bit. I I really the Northern California book had had you on these beautiful established trails for the most part because Northern California has a lot of water. Um, and in Southern California, there's a lot of hidden waterfalls that require some bushwhacking and maybe some canyoneering. Um, so I decided not to include some of the ones that, like, for example, need you require you to repel. Um, yeah. I decided Good that was choice. probably not a safe yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want and, people and, suing Liz Thomas because she told them to rappel down to a waterfall that was... You know, well, the guidebook says... The guidebook says I was supposed to go down here. I do believe the guidebook on, on the inner cover says, uh, do the, all of these at your risk. This is um, not to be trusted. Or, they've, got, they've got their legal language covered. But really, I tried to keep it um, to ones that I felt were, were safe while also balancing a good collection of, you know, like a good guidebook, I think, and this goes into kind of guidebook philosophy, but a good guidebook is able to provide information that's off the beaten path that you might not be able to find other places while also not totally divulging the secret spots. Mm. Right. I think that's a good philosophy. So mm -hmm. you want to go ahead and uh, divulge those secret spots here and now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, um, we won't tell many people. Right. Just amongst friends. <laughs> Were were there yeah, any, were yeah. there actually any that you excluded because you uh, considered them to just be like too sensitive, uh, and you thought like, well, you know, if we start sending people here, they're going to get destroyed pretty quickly. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think back on that list of one. I I think there might have been a, uh, at least one where it was it was kind of it was along it was like that. Um, I actually can't remember what it was, but in, in putting together that list, that was something that I, I really wanted to be mindful of. Where can folks purchase this book right now? Let's say, let's say they have someone on their Christmas list and they want to get this book stat to put in someone's stocking. Where can they go? That's a big stocking. <laughs> yeah. So I believe that it is being carried by Southern California REIs, which makes sense because oh. it's a guidebook to hiking in Southern California. Yeah. 
and um, that uh, our our big um, our big independent gear store, unfortunately, uh, we just um, ended. It's oh, that's right. Yeah, rain. A sixteen um, went out, huh? So did yeah. they? Yeah, is that folded? Uh, oh no! Yeah, they were really involved in kickoff. I seem to recall. Yeah, yep. yeah, they used to actually have a booth out there. Is that right, Smash? Uh, yeah, that's true. They they had a booth out there that they had um, for, gosh, I think at least like three, four years, probably longer than that, actually. And Damn. I mean, it was definitely like one of those spots where if you flew into San Diego, like, and you had last minute stuff to get fuel, whatever, like that was, it was either REI or A16. Can people order it online anywhere? Yes, they can order it online. Um, I do know that it is available from the major booksellers uh, on the internet. Okay. Um, additionally, if you would like a signed copy, you could reach out to me. And oh. If possible, I might be able to make that happen. Although, if you wanted before a certain holiday, that that might be a little more dicey. Unless that you know, holiday is maybe something coming Valentine's up Day. That's what I say, Valentine's yeah. Day? Because yeah. yeah. you know what's romantic. <laughs> Get your sweetheart a right? bike. President's uh, Day. But I... <laughs> little waterfall hike oh, sounds yeah. pretty President's romantic Day. to me. <laughs> Martin Luther King. No, um, we, we. that's crazy. <laughs> New Year's. I would say, you know, it is kind of funny that a guidebook's coming out at this time. Of, I mean, other than like it may, it's holiday season for gifting, but uh, this is actually peak season and going into February and March, January, February, March for hiking in Southern California. Really, seeing waterfalls, especially because this is this is when stuff before is gets, running. And I before mean, it gets hot, okay. I was I was just up near Wrightwood on Thursday, and there was definitely snow. But yeah. for for a lot of the waterfalls, like this is the this is the hiking season. Um, huh, I did not so, know. Yeah, if Makes you sense. want to escape whatever mm-hmm. snowy place you live in and do some hiking, um, I'm always trying to get my friends in Chicago to come hike waterfalls with me in Southern California yeah. in like February. Very cool. Well, the book is called Hiking Waterfalls, Southern California. The author is Trail Show 8th Chair Liz Snorkel Thomas. <laughs> Contact her. I used to be the fan. <laughs> I know. The, the problem, Snorkel, is that the Trail Show keeps getting more people. So, yeah, we have like an actual so you keep getting chair. bumped further down. The, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. if you move back to Colorado, things yeah. might change. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, we haven't seen your face in person in, for years. Well, I, I mean, I oh did. no, you you just saw it, yeah. Snorkel, right? Yeah, I saw you an outdoor retailer in summer. That doesn't and count. And I'm sure I'll see you in winter as well. Listen, in trail time, that's years. Yeah, that's years. Come on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. Of miles I don't even know you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Snorks, thanks for coming on the show tonight. We hope your book um, becomes a New York Times bestseller, and that. Everyone um, starts referring to you as a waterfall expert. Yes, you should. You should definitely Thanks, do that. Disco. You're welcome. Have a good night. All Cheers right. for having me on the show. Yeah, you bet. Talk to you bye later, bye. Snorkel. Bye. 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 Bye, Snorkel. Bye, Snorkel. <laughs> there she goes, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you what. Every every month I turn around, she's doing something. I know. I know. I know. She's it's, she's awesome. a driven woman. She's mm-hmm. all over it. And apparently she's better at driving now, too. <laughs> should we do trips? I think I have a sound. Of, yeah, we should do trips. Who's been somewhere? Uh, uh, I would like to start because I'm a, I always start because I'm a hog. Um, go. Because I'm only, I only care about myself. Um, so my toes are healed. Yes. Woo! All right. I went and got an x-ray. They're healed. So I'm able to uh, resume Outdoor activity, and uh, I'll just say 
Thanksgiving, I went for my first run. I went two miles, and I went up the road here by our house. And it's uphill. It's uphill. But I felt like I was about to die. I only went a mile up and a mile down. But it made me think, like, this is what it feels like for people who are in their 30s or 40s and never really exercise in their life and are trying. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it made me empathetic to that. Because it felt terrible the Uh whole time. Mm -hmm. Even the downhill felt terrible. Um, But I did go on a short hike with Salty. Mm -hmm. I just want to back up. So you felt empathy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Is that bizarre? (laughs) It is. What was that like for you? It was a new thing. (laughs) Like not thinking about myself. (laughs) I went on a short hike with Salty and also with Fidget when she was in town. Nice. And on International Mountain Day, I went for a pre-dawn run. And... I was not in a mountain. I was on the bike path, but I had a view of Shavano and okay. there was a moon set happening oh. that was incredible. Man. And when I turned around and went back the other way, back towards town, the sunrise was happening on the other side and it was all these crazy oranges and reds. Oh and my God. It was so, so crazy. So I, I, uh, one of the things that I've decided that I w- would like to actually get done this year um, is to capture an image that I've, I've wanted for probably 10 years now which it, it can only be captured during a, a full moon. Mm. But during a, during a full moon, like rise or set, the sunset or sunrise that corresponds with that is supposed to basically be happening at the same time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so I want to do like a, a, a panorama with like the sun mm. and the moon in the same same sky, like at their you know, respective I settings like and, and yep. rising. So. I could oh, not see the so sun, cool. but the sky was insane. That's way cool. Did you, yeah. feel, did you have like a little bit of a Forrest Gump moment? Um, <laughs> no, Where it was I, just like I didn't also feel like, beautiful. oh, I, I wasn't sure what that meant. <laughs> I mean, I felt where you just really wanted some peas and carrots. No, no. Okay. I just was thinking <laughs> like, it's too bad. I have to go to work today. Cause I'd like to stay out here. That's kind of like wanting some That's peas and I carrots. Felt. Yeah. I'll show you a picture of the moon set. Okay. Okay. Someone else go. Salty. Did you go anywhere? I didn't go anywhere, but I've been running up and down the S as well nice. at sunrise slash moonset and it's beautiful that first switchback when you're going up the s is like yes. facing straight towards chavano and tabwash and like that yeah. whole line of yeah. 14ers and they're all snow-capped oh, and beautiful yeah. right yeah. now and the sunrise hits them and they're pink it's been awesome wow it's been really cold but not i mean not really really cold but like below f- freezing yeah 15 20 degrees yeah like cold enough that's so, kind of cold yeah and then tomorrow i'm going to ohio so I'm are you going to through hike trip. ohio <laughs> yep Okay. The Buckeye Trail. The Buckeye Trail. I'm going to go to Cuyahoga. Uh, what is it? Cuyahoga National Park? Yeah. Oh. I bet there's hiking trails there. Yep. There's hiking trails. Are okay. you going to do some hiking? Bobby yeah. Walters okay. goes there. there. Yeah. Bobby Walters goes there sometimes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That'll be nice. We get to see family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Special. Uh, let's see. I definitely have been places. Uh, I don't think I've been back to New, to New York since my mm. since the last taping. Although I do leave like uh, the day after tomorrow for... Another trip back there. Hopefully, no more cougar encounters. Oh man! Um, uh, I did go down to White. Depends <laughs> on where you go. Yeah, you've been back to White Sands. I went to White Sands. Yeah, oh. I went. Uh, I was in a different area down there. I was actually out at the the White Sands Missile Range. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where they used to do like all the crazy testing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was pretty cool. There's actually some really amazing uh, like 
mountains that separate uh, the the missile range from Las Cruces. Yes. And uh, I definitely was sitting there looking at him just like, oh my God, I really want to hike that thing. Like this one, this Mm. one, like I would call it a granite looking, it looks like a granite dome except a little bit more like sharp and spiry Mm. than, than like domey. But I was looking at it like the whole time with lust in my eyes. (laughs) Um, So yeah, let's see. I did that. Uh, Hiking wise, I think that's about it. I I did meet up with some uh, some hiker hiker fam um, a couple of weeks ago, and we all did a little hike up to Mallory Cave in Boulder, mm. uh, including uh, Snorkel. Um, oh yeah, was, I saw some photos from that. Yeah, so uh, there was oh I don't know like what eight of us or so that that all met up and and had just like a nice little social hike chit chat and. Some of those folks I hadn't seen in quite some time. Uh, Twinkie was there. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was fun. Okay. Well, I haven't done any hiking per se. I've been back trail running again, finally, um, out on the S Mountain Trails. Not to the top just yet, but that's going to happen soon, maybe yeah. this week. I've actually been doing, God, Dilo would be proud of me. I've been doing things around the house recently. Yep, so have I. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. But I that's mean, nothing to like the new house. Right home know. about, yeah. All right, um, I think we've got a call from Buck 30 to talk about the Oregon Coast Trail. Cool, I'm going to leave the room now. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, you'll be back after the interview's over? Yeah. Yeah, and Buck said something about um, we'd made some sort of egregious statement about him not being able to hike the desert trail. And he wants an apology on air from us because apparently he did hike the desert trail. Which desert trail? The what? desert trail. The desert trail, oh. what does that mean? Like the DT, like the one that Buck... Uh, the one that Dirtmonger uh, hiked. Yeah, Dirtmonger hiked, and yeah. then another guy named... Oh, Buck Nelson, I think. Yeah, Buck Nelson yeah. kind of made it. Right. And Dirt hiked it. And I then mean, but does he have, like, waypoints to prove that he did it? You're going to have to ask him. Oh. Um, Just all right. like his Diet Coke receipts up and down the trail? <laughs> <laughs> his big gulp receipts? Yeah, from the 7-Elevens. All right, let's give Buck 30 a call, and I'm thinking we might want to play a prank on him. Let's do it. All right, calling yeah, Buck totally do it. Hello. Si bueno, quién habla? Is this the trial show? Bueno, si. A ver, quién habla? How come I have to call you? Don't you ever call? Don't you usually call everybody else? No. Si, pero tú eres diferente. No nos importas. Hey, we're not. We're not on the Greater Patagonia Trail. Stop us. Yeah, Buck Thirty. <laughs> it is. It's Disco Pod Salty and Special Forty One. How are you doing this evening? Oh, man. No D-Lo? Come on. Uh, dude, no. D-Lo. Yeah, he's D-Lo, got some stuff. It's interesting. D-Lo yeah. had, I don't think, I think this happened after the last show. So D-Lo yeah. had a, a kind of a horrific thing happen to him out in Utah. I don't know if ago. I go horrific. No. It was probably horrific for it was him like at the time. It was like unfortunate. Yeah. His car yeah. basically blew up. And not literally, not literally. Yeah, like not like a well, mob, not like a mob hit. No, blew up. yeah. Like he had, he had. It wasn't a like a car fire on the road. Engine failure. Exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, as a result, he still doesn't have a car, and it's been like three weeks. And so, thankfully, he, he lives in Boulder, so he doesn't need a car. He's just fine without one. Just bike everywhere. That's yeah. right. Sorry, man. Sorry, no D-Lo tonight. <laughs> that was a. Hoping for some very insightful questions from him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure you're going to get them from us. But before we talk to you about the Oregon Coast Trail, we need to see what happened with the Desert Trail because there were some things that were said on a previous trail show, correct? That's right. I believe I was, well, as usual, I was heavily insulted. 
Oh, yeah. What remind Trail Show Nation what was said? There was just something, you know, when Dirtmonger was on for the Desert Trail, and oh, I don't know, my name was thrown out somewhere, like the very end of the interview, and just totally off the cuff, Disco was like, Me? Oh, Buck 30 couldn't. Buck thirty couldn't handle the desert trail. I no pod. So are you are you saying that you listen to the trail show? Hmm. Oh, and the truth comes out. Interesting. He's like, I can't quit you. Listen to the trail show. I I missed it for God. I I think I actually missed like the first two years, and then I was on the uh, I was on the AT like five years ago, and I I binge listened to like I think I was like the first binge listener. Really. I was one of the yeah, like I picked up like twenty four episodes in a row on the AT, Whoa. like in two thousand. That seems right in line like, with your personality. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. So yeah. So um, you know, typical typical insults thrown out so, in random episodes. But thirty, do you have your uh, big gulp receipts from the trail towns up and down the desert trail to prove that you actually hiked it? Yeah, I do. I mean, I've got them in every <laughs> every town. We actually. You know, we we actually had a cache water for the like the final the southern thousand miles, and I buried a diet coke in every single hole. <laughs> oh, uh, so we so it was so was that was hike. that to like keep the animals away because you knew that they wouldn't wouldn't go uh, for I, it. Yeah, actually, I buried. A, I've got a I buried quick. a can of diet coke, a can of mini ravioli, and a can of fruit cocktail in twenty holes. Oh, that is gnarly. Buck thirty. Do you is rem- that even legal? Do you remember that I left you a uh, diet coke and I think a fruit cocktail cup yeah. when you were hiking the yeah uh, the Grand Enchantment the Grand trail. Enchantment trail and you and you left me a note on a napkin that said you're never gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it that but, sounds right. Oh, and I left you a note on the highway near uh near Rabbiter's yeah. Pass that said you're never gonna make it. <laughs> I know. They were just everywhere. Right as I drove off with your cheese and your chocolate bars. <laughs> <laughs> so Buck Thirty, I, I think right. I think I've told you this, but that so that can of Diet Coke that P O D left you on the Grand Enchantment Trail. So when I that was it I forget what road crossing that was, like Highway fifty eight or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I was on a pair of shoes that was completely destroyed and a pair of socks that was completely destroyed and they smelled horrible i mean just foul and i was right before we left pod stashed that can of coke and i was like man i what what do you think he would do if i put the can of coke in my dirty sock and left it there (laughs) where you know where she told you it was going to be like would you have gotten the can of coke out of that sock and drank it well i mean given that on the hey trail i was forced to drink out of a spring trough that you'd already washed your dirty oh, sock in. Oh, here we go. You know, I'm sure I could have taken the dirty sock off of a can of Coke, yeah. True. I mean, I don't, I don't even drink Coke. I would I would have totally taken that dirty sock off. <laughs> <laughs> Got out like a little a little uh, moist hand towelette thing, cleaned it right off, and enjoyed I wouldn't a even nice gone that far. I would have been like, look, it's got its own koozie. Oh, no. But you, you all have no idea. How bad these socks and shoes were. They were really... I have an idea because I, I have mean, I work with fourth grade boys. Yeah. And I smell that smell every day. Good grief. <laughs> Buck thirty, I thought we were gonna talk yeah, about talk the Oregon about ODT. Ghost Trail. Uh, OCT. Wait, the or did you say the Oregon Ghost Trail? Yeah, it's it's a new trail, it's the OGT. Um <laughs> okay. you eat ghost peppers every day. Is that where you go and find one eyed Willie's pirate treasure? <laughs> so Buck, I I read your synopsis. 
about the OCT and it brought back some fond memories of the summer that I worked at Cape Perpetua. Okay. Yeah, man. You were there. I was there back in 1998, long time ago when I was a much younger uh, person. And yeah, it sounds like you hiked right through that area, but that's kind of in the middle. Let's talk nuts and bolts. Where does this trail start and finish? How long is it? When did you hike it? And what's the longest resupply between Diet Cokes? <laughs> so, so first of all, I feel like I should start with a little bit of a disclaimer. You know, these are my opinions. You know, I, you know, not everyone's going to like what I like. I came on the trail show That's five sure. years ago. Diet Coke, I prime said, example. I said the Tayaro was, was the greatest thing ever, and it was the, it was the fourth trail. And then uh, I've just been, you know, harassed for for five years straight because of that yeah well but that that was not an opinion that's a flat-out lie i mean dude we sold our house based yeah. on your recommendation and we sold our house put everything in storage and and then we went flew and walked to new zealand in roads for four months language so then to top that off i come on the trail show two years ago i, I try to give my honest opinions about a certain trail in south america and I take flack for it, and I say I don't. I didn't really quite enjoy it as much, you know. It just, you know, we didn't do it right. It wasn't for us. And I'm still getting harassed by certain people, you know, on Facebook for saying that. So, <laughs> just the other day, the person involved with that trail just uh, can't can't get over what I said. So, wow. You know, for, fortunately for the Oregon Coast Trail, there kind of isn't like a trail creator. There isn't a. Um, it's actually like the Oregon State God Park, created you know, that state trail. Government. So right. I feel like the, the state government won't come after me and then you know give me a hard time. So I'm probably safe, but just be warned. Not everybody likes what I like. Yeah, that's for sure. Well that's true. All right. Sounds good. We'll edit that out later. Now let's get <laughs> let's get down to it. <laughs> yeah, so where yeah, where is so the, trail? the Oregon Coast Trail? I mean, I, I think it's awesome. Um so it's it's about four hundred miles. It's the, you know, it's, it's the coast, um, border to border of Oregon. So, you know, we started up, you started at the Washington, Oregon border, kind of at the mouth of the Columbia river. And you definitely go southbound. Um, the prevailing winds go south, north to south. Okay. And so pretty much you definitely go southbound kind of like the bicyclists do. Um, and then it finishes at the Oregon, California border. But, um, and when you say coast trail, uh, can you can you elaborate on like, are we talking like coastal zone? How how often are you looking over and seeing the water? How far are away from it are you like on average? Yeah, so this is why maybe I have a little bit of a disclaimer there. So, um, yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not just one four hundred mile beach walk, but it's a lot of that. And so, I mean it's probably it's it's a mixture of you know, walking on the beach, I'd say, I, th- I think it's like probably 40%. You're just walking on the beach. Okay. Um, and so and these beaches, you know, I, I mean, that's... are we talking sandy beaches or rocky beaches? Nude beaches. How many, yeah, wa- no, how, no, how, no. how many sea lion poops did you step in like on an average day? Yeah. So we had days where the, we had seals, you know, just swimming along in the waves, like Whoa. tracking us and like, popping their heads out and like, you know, looking at us. So you're, you're right there. The, um, the beaches in the, in the North and the central were actually really good to walk on. You know, you, you, you've always got tide issues, which I probably should mention in a bit, but, um, 
you're not, yeah, they're su- like you're not nice supposed to flat. eat the Tide Pods, man. You're not supposed <laughs> to eat the Tide Pods or the, or the Starfish. Um, but then the, the beaches do transition into like, I don't know, more, down south you start getting this weird, I think it's like the Klamath Mountains or something, and you get this weird more like kind of gravelly sand, and, and then the beaches kind of get steeper, and so the tides become even more important because if you're maybe at like a medium tide, then the beach isn't quite so enjoyable to walk on. But yeah, we, we didn't really do like a ton of like really hard beach walking, which was nice. Like that was really awesome to just have mostly good beach walking. Um, so that's like 40%. And then I don't know, there's probably another 35% or something that's trail. And so that's like, you know, you hit headlands and, you know, there's, there's the state, the Oregon state park system is pretty awesome, actually, like really impressed. And there's lots of trails that go into state parks and over headlands. And they're actually almost, almost exclusively really well-maintained. Like that was really impressive. And then the final, well, I think I overstated the trail thing. I'm thinking it's like, here we go. Uh, here we uh-huh. go. I know. Good thing, here we go. Good thing you put out that disclaimer. <laughs> No, no, that's that's the number. Because then, so then the real number that I, you know I want everyone to focus on is there is there is like twenty five percent road walking. Oh, that's it. And, I'm off the trail. And so <laughs> most of the people that hike the OCT, uh, they just hitch the roads, and so that's really common. Hmm. Um, that's smart. You, you know, we 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 read like all these horrible things, and about highway because you know Highway one hundred and one, you know, just parallels the coast there. And so we had just read like all these horrible things about the road walking and, and we just didn't really find it to be true. Like we, I know you guys will, you'll, you'll go out there and you'll just, you'll hate me for it. But I, I we didn't think it was that we, we walked all the roads and we did not think it was that big of a deal. Weren't, um, the, weren't there a couple like tunnels on one Oh one that you have to run through and hope you don't get run over. Yeah. So there's like a, so there were, there, there was one, yeah, that sounds pretty mellow bad <laughs> section of road of, of so there's the it's the Hasita Tunnel by Florence. The what and tunnel? Hasita. Hmm. Hasita. Okay. With an H. Oh, Hasita. Okay. Hasita. And so that one, you know, we had just read like a nightmare about it, and it probably, yeah. So it's like you know the road, the lanes are like wall to wall, and there's like one of those buttons that you push for as a bicyclist, <laughs> except, and, and then it's just like a fla- it's like a flashing light. Okay. Um, but of course, like your walk, it's like, it's gotta be 500 feet long or something. So you're, that light goes off like, you know, 20 seconds after you're in the tunnel or something. Oh, so you got to run. Your own. Yeah. So what we did, I, I thought I had a good strategy. So like most people would go normally, you know, you would road walk in the traffic, but you know, if you really, if you had, if you had two trucks coming or cars coming side by side, you're going to be in real trouble. Cause it really, there really isn't a shoulder in there. And so we actually like waited for a break in traffic. And then just we sprinted through like with traffic. And then when we were halfway through, a car came from behind and we just basically like just stopped them and just they just mm-hmm. drove behind us at like, you know, five miles an hour while we continued to run. <laughs> so then they, they they basically protected us from everybody else who was piling up, you know, behind. I hope that video is so, on YouTube. I would watch it on a yeah. loop. Yeah. Just that, butt that, 30 running. Number one. That's the number one OCT tip is is go with traffic in the Hasita tunnel. Okay. Um, Just block it. Other, and, and then so, actually after that, you have three miles of 
incredibly curvy, hilly, and dangerous no shoulder road walking. So uh, this sounds this awesome. sounds but, like so yeah, I totally get where. why you say it wasn't so bad at all. Yeah, all road walking. No, we I didn't swear that's the only that's the only bad section. Like the other times we were like trying to like read some other people's blogs, kind of like along the way and follow along, and they would talk about these like deathifying road walks and we would have like a six foot shoulder or something. And, you know, I mean, but you know, like I said, people, people hitch it and just kind of, you know, skip those miles anyways, but we, we didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I don't know. So we did, I actually added it up. We did 43 miles on highway 101. That's eh, 10%. Does that okay. sound like a lot? Yeah. A lot. That sounds like a yeah, lot. It's, no, a no, it's, it's significant compared yeah. to the Pacific significant. Northwest trail. Come on. Compared to the New yeah. Zealand trail. It's, it's deep, so I'd actually like to, highway 101. I'd like to return to my and previous you, question about how often you kicked seal poop. How, how often? Like, yeah, like how, what, what, was, what was the seal poop situation like? Did you, did you step in much of it? Were you dodging it a lot of times? No, but you had to watch out for like maybe dead, like dead carcasses of larger animals, mm-hmm. I guess I'd say. Oh, did you it know? washed up? Watch out for, yeah, watch out for dead. We, we saw like, I don't know, maybe a dead stingray. No, a, dead, a couple of mm. some dead sharks. That was kind of the most common thing were yeah. the dead sharks. That's the best part about a beach walk because they're so boring. And then you're like, oh, Check look, out there's the, something. Let's poke it with something. Yes. What so, is it? So actually, I do have a serious question. Did you, did you do any foraging of like, uh, like mussels and other things like that at low tide? Did you do any like clam digging for fun anywhere along the way? Are you kidding me? We right didn't do, I'm serious. We didn't, we didn't do any of that. Why not? Um, we didn't bring fishing pole. So first of all, I just don't eat seafood. But also, you know, we're just we're just we're just hiking hard miles. It's like asking a PCT hiker if they bring a fishing pole. Yeah, come, come on, on. special. No, but like it low we tide. You time could... for the, we don't have time for digging up clams and. Nah, you're, just... you're talking about somebody who thinks that Domino's like, but... is the height of okay, cuisine. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But like, how, when how I've, I've done some coast some coastal hiking um in oregon and washington and like at low tide you can literally just like walk up to a rock and be like oh there's some mussels and now i'm gonna eat them five minutes from now so is that yeah, you know, we, saw some, we, we saw a few people Do doing that but I, I feel like they must those mussels or whatever must be um they must be not that tasty because we would you know we saw like a zillion of them you know like on the tidal rocks and nobody was taking them hmm. so like, i feel like they must hmm. they were saving they them be for kind you of the man low end of the well, I mean, like, why would I waste my time getting mussels and clams when I could just divert into town and get big gulps? Come on. Yeah. It's true. That's <laughs> true. I mean, right, so, so, I, I, I guess it was a silly question. Talk to us about the camping situation yeah. along the OCT. <laughs> Are you dealing with a lot of private property issues, or what's the, what's the lowdown on that? Yeah, I mean, this is where, um, it's, it's where it helps to have maybe hiked a lot of different trails and if you're kind of a, well, you can go, you can go about it two ways. You can, you can be, you can have a nice, um, you have a nice good job and a fat wallet. Then I think what probably at least half the hikers or more do is you kind of just go from like state park campsite to state park campsite. And that's probably about half of your, half of your nights. Hmm. And then the other half of your nights are going to be in like in motels. And you know, the, the Oregon coast summer motels are pretty expensive. Yeah. So you're going to spend, you know, maybe 15 nights in a motel at least and, you know, well over probably a hundred dollars a night on average. And that's going to, it's going to add up. And so that's probably what most people do who, you know, probably it's, if it's their first trail or they haven't kind of self camped. Um, but what we did and what we had seen, you know, you know, who did this, um, 
who has a good, who has a nice one page write up as well is uh, Larry Boy. Larry, Larry Boy has a nice. Larry Boy did the trial, I think, this spring in earlier this year in the spring, and he has a nice one page write up. And same thing, like so, the stealth camping. Yeah, the, the, it's interesting. The, the state of Oregon, they, they actually have this really cool. I don't know what you call it. Like this, they, it was a big like um, conservation law back in the day where it made all the you know the public beaches up to like the high tide line you know public property. And it's something like if you Google it, they're like super proud of it, and it's a really cool state law. And then they say you can you can also sleep and camp on the beaches, you know, legally, except they have all these, you know, they have all these little restrictions that until you like actually get out there, you realize they make it almost impossible to camp on the beach. And so like you can't camp on the beach in any town limits. And so up North, the town limits just kind of almost connect from one to the other. Um, You can't camp on the beach in front of any state park. And there's tons of state parks on the coast, which I guess on one hand is cool. On the other hand, it makes it so you can't camp. And then there's this freaking snowy plover bird that, I don't know. I mean, Larry it'd probably Bart. just be easier if the, if the snowy plover just, like, went extinct. Oh, there would be more fuck. camping for OCT How dare hybrids. you? How well, dare if y'all had been foraging so, for some food out there, maybe you could have done your part. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the, the beach camping, and uh, we did it a few nights. But, you know, and that was, so we did it a few nights legally. We might have done it a night or two, like maybe not quite as, you know, you know, whatever. Um, I think that's called illegally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever. Well, okay. I'm going to say we were super discreet. I mean, yeah, I don't want to like get in trouble here and, you know, tell people to do it. Respectfully illegally. Yeah. And so we would go up like in the dunes and, you know, in the little coastal shrubs and, you know, we would only camp on the sands and not disturb anything. Um, the weirdest rule is that you're not allowed to camp in any state park, like other than like a designated basically car campground. Yeah. And so that's, re- they make that. So all the, so all the public property, they don't allow you to camp in. And so that makes it really challenging as well. And so, hmm. you know, we did a little bit of discreet stealth camping. And then sometimes, you know, I say at least half the time we were, you know, we were definitely perfectly legally camped on the beach or, you know, in, in an area, in a park area, I don't know. So, for, I actually thought it was going to be a huge pain in the butt, and I thought it ended up being, like, just fine. Like, I guess with just a lot of experience in stealth camping and being very discreet and just kind of being, you know, leave no trace as we could, it, it, to me it worked out fine. But I, I guess I would say for other people, you know, if you're not comfortable with stealth camping and you're not comfortable spending a lot of money, it could be a challenge. Um, I know they're working – I know the state parks, I think they're number one priority – other than finishing the trail is like to figure out how to make it better Camping for people situation. to camp. Yeah. Yep. Did you stop at Rogue River Brewing Company when you went through Newport? We did not. Ugh. We drank very we That's drank it. very All little right, hang beer. Up. Hang on. I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, hang up. <laughs> Let's click over to that um, other call. So did yeah. you go to any breweries at all along this trail? I don't think we went oh. to any breweries. Oh, oh man. Oh, jeez. Oh, he loves you know the New what? Zealand trail you know? and he hates beer. Yeah. Why, why, what? why, why, what's, what's going on? Why would I go to a brewery when I can go to Seven <laughs> Eleven oh. and get some Colt Forty Five? Oh, 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 I just threw up a no, little. No, when, when I can get the big when I can get the big gulps of Seven Eleven, why would I go to the breweries? So, and, uh, let me now, ask you this, Buck. Think, so, so you've been hi- let, let let's imagine a scenario: you've been hiking for five days and you haven't had any any tastes of civilization, and all of a sudden someone appears and they have two beverages. In one hand, they have an ice cold uh, beer 
And in the other hand, they have an ice cold Diet Coke. Which one do you choose? You can only choose one. Uh, I mean, the, the, the ice cold Diet Coke. Absolutely. That's it. The interview's over. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, and, and I've been given my share of ice cold Keystone Lights in the middle of the backcountry country by some jeeper. That doesn't that's really rough. count no. as beer, but no, that's, that's more like Boulder urine drink. That's, <laughs> that's what I was. Well, thinking. talking about <laughs> maybe a step down. Speaking of liquids, <laughs> what's the water situation? I mean, sure, you've got all the salt water you can drink, but you don't want to drink that. Like, is were there wa- actual like water carries you had to do? Yeah, I mean, I actually think I might be the only hiker to have ever hiked the OCT and to have drank out of the streams hmm. that are flowing through like the urban centers into the ocean. Oh, so that was my, so that was my, that was my primary strategy. And I, I, I think that most people, you know, there, you know, there, there's so many, so it's a good question. Cause yeah, um, there's not, unless you're willing to drink, um, you know, the streams that are flowing into the ocean and even th- those are actually few and far between, um, and you actually have to figure out, like, is that stream going to be, um, you know, brackish? Is it, you know, is it tidal or not? And so you have to figure out if it's going to be, like, freshwater or, like, tidal. Um, but most people, so, like, you you know, there's so many towns along the trail. There's so many state parks. There's so many, like, waysides that, um, you know, I think most people probably hike the entire OCT and only, you know, only drink out of a faucet. Um, wow. But I think... That would make a lot, but it would make you have some water carries. Like, I think you would definitely be carrying water for like, you know, up to, you know, a day or something. I would, I would think, okay. um, maybe you would divert, you know, off the beach or something if you had to, cause you, you needed to get water, but you know, mostly, you know, the, the North and central Oregon coast is really populated, especially the North. So like you're, you're hitting, you know, you're walking by multiple little villages or towns every day. Um, so not really a big issue for most of it. The southern part's a little bit more remote. Yeah. What about you mentioned tides? Um, I imagine this this kind of uh, you know the high and low tides kind of restrict where you can go, how far you can go, how long you're going to have to wait. Like, did you all have to deal with tidal issues? And did you have an app or like how did you know what what the tides were going to be where you were hiking? Yeah. So I think the number like the number one like interesting, but also pain in the butt thing of the OCT or the tides. You have to be like, so on the ball. Yeah. So we had like this, um, we had a tide app, like it was like called like tide Oregon or something. And, you know, you're, you're constantly paying attention to that. And we kind of learned that like, you know, like I knew there was like two tides a day or whatever, you know, high, low, high, low. But then we learned like usually one of the low tides was like really low. And then one of the low tides was, was higher. Yeah. And then like one of the high tides was kind of like medium. And then one of the high tides was really high. And so we had a stretch of times where the, the, the tides were higher, like the low and the high were the higher ones, like in the middle of the day. And so that would kind of screw us at times. And then overnight you'd have like the lower versions when we were sleeping. And so, yeah, you have like multiple issues with this. You've got, You've got headwinds that, you know, block the way, and sometimes you can go over them on trail. Um, sometimes you can squeak around them if the tide happens to be low enough and if you timed it right. Um, and so we spent a fair bit of time, like, we kind of like called it like hurry up and wait, like, or hurry up and then just stop or something. We would, you'd rush, like you'd do like 15 miles by noon to just squeak by this point. And then like the next thing or the next camping or whatever, you might just sit around the rest of the day and just relax because you were just like, you couldn't, 
do couldn't do anything else. Do you know um, how to do you know how to relax, Buck Thirty? He's talked. Yeah, exactly. He's talked about his his, his cola addiction. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. And then the other We've thing with the ties is the um the rivers and the estuaries. Like yeah, you actually Ugh. like so. There's river. There's rivers that some of them. So the, there's small rivers that are flowing into the ocean, and those can be crossed. But you know they're tidal, and so like you have to catch those at low tide. And then even. We, we had this one called like the Sand River where we had heard it was, this was the highest one. It was supposed to be waist deep at low tide. And so we got there like two hours before low tide. We waited around. It was nice. And then like we kept testing the waters and we get to like exact low tide and it's still over our heads. I mean, in all whoa, fairness, in all whoa, fairness. Whoa, whoa, hold up. In all fairness. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I mean, I'm feeling short, Joe, coming. <laughs> <laughs> So what'd you do? Hey, so my, my partner is like five ten, and so she she could not get she could not get through it either. So what'd you guys do? So you definitely couldn't. Yeah, get so through we it. we were lucky. So we actually started to pack all of our stuff up into like in the in the you know into the trash compactor bags, yeah. and we were just gonna swim it because it wasn't it wasn't dangerous. It was like a stagnant not stagnant, but it was a you know just yeah. like a little tidal river right by the ocean, but. About a half a mile inland was actually like a little like park slash beach area. And so we walked up towards there and we found like this foreign, this foreign, these people from like another country, like on vacation here. And we asked the guy to kayak our backpacks across and we swam. So now that protected our I'm curious. Did his being from another country really affect? how he got your gear across that river. Mm-hmm. Actually, he did. I wasn't just being stereotyping because... Racist? When we, you weren't because, just being racist? When we tried to explain to him what we wanted him to do, he stared at us like we were insane. And like, I, I don't know if he thought we were trying to like, like steal stuff from him or what. And so it took a while for us to communicate that all we wanted him to do was like to, to, to paddle our backpacks across this river. And he so, did it? He did it. Yeah, he did it. You know, we kind of stripped down and just swam across. Man, and, he probably um, thought you, did, you, did, you did you crazy. strip down before you asked him? That might have been <laughs> what the apprehension was about. We walked up completely naked, and that's what really threw him off, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, trail tip right there. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Don't ask for favors when you're naked, unless... Unless it's a naked favor. So, that's right. So, Buck, how do you navigate on the OCT? Did you have an app? Did you have a map? Did you have something else that rhymes with Just app keep, and map? Keep the ocean on your right? So, I think, yeah, keep the ocean on your right. I think this will get better in the future. Right now, it's a little bit um, hit, or, hit or miss, really. it's um, The trail is really still in its infancy of through-hiking, and, and so... We, you know, you, yeah, yeah, you keep the ocean on your right, but actually, there's a lot of diversions. You know, the the headlands and the state parks and the the road. Like, there's a lot of places, and and then you know, getting up and down, like making sure you're not trespassing is actually a really big deal. Like, if you're you know you're walking on the ocean and you need to, you're supposed to go off the beach, you know, you don't want to trespass on someone's property, and so that we were always kind of wary of that. And so the the, the best thing we found was. Um, this couple that's, I don't know, do you guys know, um, you know, Amy and James? Do you know of them? No. Nope. They're quite prolific hikers, and they're, um, they've been around for a long time and done a lot of hikes. And, um, yeah, they have, a, I think their website's called doingmiles.com. 
and they've got a GPS track that they had made from it's, it's, it's at least 10 years old now. Um, but that was really helpful. You know, I definitely wouldn't call it perfectly accurate. Um, yeah. So if you, if you go out there and you, you use that and you don't know what you're doing, you're probably going to not have a good time, but yeah. um, it was super helpful to have their GPS track. And, you know, that was a good start. Um, and then the OCT, the state park system actually has like a, Oh, it's probably like a 15 page PDF color map set. Um, really? it's, it's not topographic, not, it's non topographic. Um, but it at least shows like, you know, where you're supposed to be on the beach, where you're supposed to divert inland. It has some notes. It'll show you, it kind of has little zoom in boxes for the, the roads you would take through the towns. Um, and does, so we use Does that. it have like where you can uh, get soda? <laughs> Well, I've I've actually I'm actually I've actually got a special partnership with Gut Hook now where I'm putting all seven eleven. <laughs> Anywhere you can get a big gulp, it's going to be on the app. Yep, okay. and it's and it's one of these like affiliate things. So every time someone buys a big gulp through Gut Hook, I get like a credit, and so I'll just be drinking free big gulps for the rest of my life. It's fantastic. Oh my god, Buck! So what's next, man? <laughs> I know you're always planning and scheming. What for your what is on the agenda for 2020? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I gotta, I, we're gonna, we're gonna stay in the country. Okay, um, okay. I'm gonna, I think we're gonna finish, I think we're gonna finish. Is that the, the warrant thing? Is that like the, the, the ankle tether? The, the warrant, like the... you just can't, you're not legally allowed to leave sort of a deal or? No. So the, my, my, my partner's got some, uh, some family stuff she's wrapping up and, we probably she's got to sell a house and do some things, and so um, you know we might just end up. Uh, you know we kind of. I want to. I, I gotta. I want to go. We want to go to Europe and do like a big Europe trip finally. But um, I think we're gonna do the. You, you do the know Europe out, outside of the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. So that sorry. So that's like that was probably what we would do, and then I think um, barring that, I think we're gonna do the western half of the North Country Trail. Okay. So I've done the. I've done the eastern half. Um, probably do the western half of the North Country Trail. So wow, so you're um, going to be up in Michigan at some point in 2020. Ooh. We're going to walk through all of Michigan, all of the UP. We're going to be all over Pod's homeland. Oh, oh man, boy! Nobody knows the backwoods in Michigan like my brother and I. You're going to look out, man. You never know we're going to pop up. Look out for Diet Cokes and dirty socks. Am I going to have that Frito Roll Tide guy just coming after me on a daily basis? You know what? If Frito Roll Tide comes after you, you're going to shit your pants. <laughs> Let me just say that. You never met him, but that's what would happen. He kind of looks like that guy off Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> the, one, the one that had the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've got um, – actually, I have one other thing for the OCT yeah, for, please. for being passed here that I wanted to kind of – I forgot that – no, there's one like really important thing about the OCT that I didn't say that I think is really like if you're gonna like so first of all like I think it's a big buildup. I guess maybe yeah. a few things, a few things I should have said here, but um, I think it's a great trail for like all skill levels. Like I think this is the kind of trail where if you've never backpacked before, you could probably go out there and do it. Um, okay. If you want it to be your first through hike, I think it's a great trail for that. Um, you know, and, and then if you've done a ton of through hiking, like I think it's a great. You know, the, we actually learned about it mostly because, the, like, I think back in, what, 17 in the giant PCT snow year, they were, like, refugees coming off of the PCT, <laughs> like, desper- like, desperately looking for somewhere to go hike. We need, and they we went need to safe the OCT. passage. 
Yeah, and there's like these, if you Google it, there's like these news articles from 2017 from like these local small towns that are just like, who are these like dirty hikers like swarming? No, not not just like that. But yeah, like they, that's how it kind of, I think the OCT has become a little bit more popular is, is, the, is the snowbound PCT hikers have been coming over there. Hmm. Um, so that's how we learned about it. So it's just a great trail for all kinds of people. And then to me, the number one thing you have to do is you have to do some, some good planning and so the thing that really made it the most enjoyable for us is we were able to cut down the road walking by getting like a ride across a river or an estuary. Oh, uh, I was assisted through hikes and valley. Yeah, so oh. wow, that is, this wow. is all official. OG you know, between this stuff. and the this beer, I think we're gonna have to hang up now. <laughs> yeah, this is all official. It's not <laughs> skipping, but no, in all seriousness, like skipping. You know, you're, you know, people were just talking about like how much road walking there was and how terrible it was, and and then we we kind of come to, came to realize like a lot of these people were not like you know planning ahead maybe or, or or catching rides, and so like you know you're doing this like amazing beach walk, you're walking five ten miles on the beach, and then you hit basically a river that you you know like it's you know a couple hundred feet wide, or you hit an estuary, and there's a few places where like the OCT at least a half a dozen where you have a possibility of like a commercial outfitter, like you can call them up, you can plan ahead. It ranges anywhere from like 10 to $40. And so depending on how much money you want to spend, you can do that. Um, we had a few times where we also just showed up and like, we're hoping and, you know, caught a ride from a local fisherman or somebody out just kind of playing around. And so like, that was awesome. Cause like you were just walking on the beach for 10 miles. And then instead of diverting inland and walking the roads, around over a bridge over the river and then back to the other side you catch a five minute ride across a river and you just keep walking on the beach and like usually that that next section of beach is totally desolate too because like nobody else can get there but you know basically the boats and so to me that was like the number one thing about the oct was like so the key is many boats yeah the key is cheating no it sounds like you need to save some money if you're gonna hike the trail you know, but we, if you have a partner, like we, I think we only ended up having to pay Larry for, Boy didn't have a partner. Yeah, what if you don't have a partner? Like, yeah. what kind of a bull, what so kind Larry of Larry Boy walked, BS. Larry Boy, I think Larry Boy mostly walked around on all the roads. Like, he, yeah. he walked every inch He's of the a trail. manimal, though. Think, yeah, he's yeah. more hardcore than you are. Yeah. Wow, I mean, that's tough. Well, I mean, <laughs> fuck. I'm sorry. I apologize for my co host. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's the way to do it. Like, we, no, we didn't really spend that much money. We spent, okay. I mean, in total, a couple hundred dollars together on on boat rides. We, I think we spent under two hundred on boat rides in total, which you know, for yeah. a month of hiking, split two ways, not that unreasonable. You said like what, twenty three uh, days? Twenty. Oh yeah. So oh, actually, that's the last thing I should probably say. So twenty three days. But then, the best tip we got from Amy and James was they were like, continue on in the California, what? and we hiked another hundred and twenty miles on the California Coastal Trail. Um, hmm. And that takes you into California, and it takes you through Redwood, all the Redwood State and National Parks. And so, like, if you've never been to the Redwoods, and they're, you know, they're, they're really way up there in NorCal, so, like, they're pretty remote. Um, so that was an awesome way to finish. So we actually hiked another week and finished basically, like, in Redwood State Park with, you know, the giant trees. And so, That's cool. um, and they actually, we, we actually liked it so much that we now have the California Coastal Trail all the way down to the Mexican border on our list of things to do in the near future. Wow, man. So 
you know how people. So you're going to be hacking that Pacific Coast. Yeah, trail, Pacific, huh? that's what I was going to say. <laughs> how people confuse it. You know what? You 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 make me laugh because I can't. tell We were finally on like the Pacific Coast Trail, and people would be like, "Are you doing that Pacific Coast Trail thing?" Like, <laughs> damn right we are. Finally. Yeah, yes, but not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> right. The other Pacific Coast Trail. There's a different Pacific Coast. It's got mountains, and it's yeah. called a crest. <laughs> well, Buck Thirty, we uh we have to wrap it up. We hope that you will uh, keep us in mind the next time you uh, hike a trail where you don't cheat. Uh, maybe we can have you back on the show. No. Well, I guess I'm glad <laughs> to have been on, been back on. Um, yeah. Let us know when good, the Big Gulp app comes out. Yeah, when the Big Gulp app comes out, let us know. And uh, you're a good sport, Buck30. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> he sounded All right. Very, All right. He sounded very hesitant and skeptical, and I can't blame him. Oh, man. All right. We're going to take a break. Good. All right. When we come That's back, cool, man. we're going to do other things that we do on the show. <laughs> um, so stay tuned. snorkel and please don't listen to the trail show why would you say where that? was she where was she being kept during that <laughs> inside a, a room with like high a ceilings. bunker somewhere like where they rush <laughs> off all of the uh, top trail people in the event she of was a... in one of those bunkers on the colorado trail down by leadville oh, you know so those... creepy <laughs> yes. i don't know those ones oh, oh hail yeah camp hail yeah, camp hail yeah. that, that is kind of a weird place <laughs> it's super weird huh Anyways. All right, let, <laughs> let's kick it over to tonight's show sponsor. Hey, listeners, this is Andrew Skirka again. I hope you're enjoying the show. I began guiding trips under my own company in 2011, and I soon realized that I was equally interested in teaching wilderness skills. I think this dual focus on both education and adventure makes our program really unique. The learning begins months before we meet at the trailhead with a 10-week online course, will help you research likely conditions, select your gear, plan meals, and create topographic maps. Once in the field, we help beginner backpackers develop core skills like how to read a map, find great campsites, and poop in the woods. With more experienced groups, we of course focus on more advanced skills like how to navigate off trail, cross creeks, and travel on spring snow. Leading your group will be all-stars from the through-hiking and lightweight backpacking communities such as Flying Brian Robinson, Alan Dixon, Joe Stringbean McConaughey, Jessica Wildflower Winters, and former trail show host Paul Mignanti. For more information on the trips, visit my website or listen to the final sponsor segment at the end of the show. And the website is andrewskirka.com. So we got a few more calls on the hotline, and I think we're going to go to one All right. right now from Goose. You know what they say about the goose? Yeah. Something about a gander? Whatever's good for the... What's up, Trail Show? This is Taylor Lancaster, a.k.a. Goose, 
fresh off the Pacific Crest Trail, Nobo, Sobo, flip up, and I was just curious why y'all have never had anyone on the show to talk about the Eastern Continental Trail, which is a Sufferfest version of the Appalachian Trail, and uh, I am curious about it. My plan is to hike this trail uh, next year, starting in July, and I'm going to be heading southbound, and I would love to hear information on that. As a side note, thank you always for all the shows. It keeps me company on the trail, and I hate to do it, but I think my favorite trail show host is D-Lo, just because he's so silly. Anyway, thanks, y'all. <laughs> all right, Goose, thank you. I I thought we'd covered the ECT before. Well, if we did, as I mean, per usual, it probably didn't have real content. Yeah, it so. may have been like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I, mean, I, I I think it's perfectly fine if we go ahead and we've done it for a couple, but like yeah. a, a, a redo. Of, no, of no, 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 no. So we haven't covered the ECT. So, oh, my God, the ECT. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's Cape Gasp to Key West. Uh, I forget where it begins and ends. But, yeah, I mean, it's essentially. Well, as he said, it essentially right? parallels the so. AT and it's. But it's longer, meaner and much longer, longer. Yeah. So we actually do have someone in mind. Um, Buck 30? No, Buck oh. 30's never hiked the ECT. He would never be able to hike that ECT. We do have someone in mind, <coughs> Jupiter, <coughs> um, and we're trying to get him oh. lined up for such an interview. We've been trying for... Jupiter, get in touch with me, man. Let's let's chat. Cool. Let's get you on the show. Okay, very good. So um, what do you guys want to do next? I've got donors. I've got a trail tip. We've got a salty snack. Oh, we also have a... Why don't we go into Salty Snack? Cause yeah, we have let's a, do it. That. We have a song for Salty. Oh, wow. All right, Salty. It's time for Salty Snack. So we had a we had a question <laughs> last month. Can we talk month. about this music first? Yeah. Sure. It's awesome. This is I've never music had a theme song. for Salty Snack. There's some horns. By Al, uh, Axel Rose. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Axel Rose. No. But I think Pat- it was... The Axel Dixon. Yeah, that's awesome. So oh, last month it. we had a question from Wolverine uh-huh. about the uh, nutrition of eating a diet that consists of nothing but rice and hot sauce. Right. So can, yeah. Can for you, for a finite time. For a finite yes. time. Can you speak to it? Right. Well, um, it's pretty nutritionally empty. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, rice is just you know starch and and there's a few minerals in there. Uh, but if he wanted to up the nutrition pretty easily, he could add beans to it because rice and beans together would be at least a complete protein, which means it okay. has all of the nine essential amino acids that our bodies can't make, but okay. which we need for lots of important functions, would including any muscle repair. Do? Yeah. Yep. They just have like most usually complementary amino acid profiles to a lot of different grains. How about dehydrated refried pinto beans? I would think so. Yeah. I don't. I think the but, problem is is finding actually that in South America. Hmm. I think finding dehydrated beans would be a, an issue. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I, I don't know that for sure, but um. So is there? What could he do if he didn't? Because like cooking beans would yeah, I mean, take forever, to, like, right? Soak them yeah. all night or something. Yeah. You'd have to be, like, is there a quick way to do beans? beans? 
on trail pressure I mean, cookers <laughs> right yeah, just, let me just bust like, out my instapot yeah take your instapot along huh. so the man just needs put, yeah, yeah just so, put a lid on your jet boil and uh crank it all the way up sounds and like he would have uh, 10 canisters yeah. it sounds like he would have needed to have flown to ecuador with refried <laughs> dehydrated refried beans in well what? I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure. I, we'd have to talk to him about that. And possibly in, in the larger cities, you could probably find that. Hmm. Um, and I'm just going off of, <clears throat> excuse me, what I know from Fidget and Moon mm-hmm. Kid talking mm-hmm. about the food. So I'm just, I'm just pulling a buck 30 here. I'm just making, th- making things up. Um, <laughs> that's how we do it here. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, but I think. I've uh, never actually <laughs> researched a trail news story <laughs> the entire time I've been on here. I think in the smaller villages where he's traveling through, um, I think the selections are probably quite limited. I like the music. The music's awesome. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I'm a little Sorry. envious of the music. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, sorry. Don't yeah. get me wrong. You got to re- make the right I re- friends. I, I really like my... Uh, Your intro with Delo is pretty good. With, yeah, it, it's pretty entertaining, yeah. but... Yeah. But yeah, the, the last thing I would say is is kind of what you said, P.O.D., is that it's for such a short amount of time uh, that I don't think that Wolverine needs to worry too much. If he goes into the hike healthy with like all his mm-hmm. vitamin and mineral stores, like... I'm sure he you know, He's good... from Michigan. He probably gets zero sunlight. <laughs> right. Well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would be helpful to go into the hike, you know, being healthy. And then it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't make as much of a difference. Like you would slowly go into deficiency. But, hmm. I, you know, you're not doing yourself any favor just by surviving on white rice but you're probably gonna be okay you just might be a little more sluggish and fatigued and get sick more easily okay yeah sorry my computer's doing <laughs> weird things Seem distracted um but i think it's gonna be okay uh well very good so we gave out some fantastic advice uh i don't personally i don't know how you can survive just off of rice and hot sauce while hiking. Like this doesn't sound like anything I, I'd want to do. I would do. definitely say that, you know, uh, like the nutritional content for your soul is pretty well <laughs> lacking there. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that I would probably want to just, yeah, I wouldn't be happy only eating it. And, and Wolverine, next time you see a rotisserie guinea pig, the trail Eat show it. will that's cover right. that. That's right. You let Eat us it. know how much it was. We that's will right. cover Detailed that. notes, photos, all of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping in town he's having maybe a vegetable occasionally at mm, least with his guinea pig with the guinea pig. What's I'll, the, I'll buy vegetables. What's for you. the best? Like if you if you can only have if you only have money for one vegetable while you're in town at, on a long trail, what 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 is that vegetable? What should it be? Well, they say kale is the most nutrient dense okay. vegetable. You know, right. you're probably food. not going to find it's a lot a, of kale, right? Exactly <laughs> in Ecuador. That's a good point. But um, probably avocados. Avocados uh, are great. Yeah. They're very okay. good. So if if you were to like choose a vegetable for in town, that's one thing. But what if you wanted to like take some vegetables out? What do you think is, is like the best traveling? Uh, bananas like, and avocados for sure. And you put them on the bottom good. of your pack <laughs> <Right>. under, <laughs> under the heavy stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Can't argue with that advice. So I'm totally off base with, with carrots then. Oh, carrots are great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also like apples. <clears throat> I mean, if I'm going to carry a fruit out. Yeah. I like to sometimes pack out an apple if I'm going to go through a dry spell. You, you know what I did a couple of times that nice really was day. fantastic for like the first day out was like those uh, pre-bagged salads. That's what I was going to say. I oh. usually take like a bag oh, yeah. of spinach. Oh, so nice. Like so with, good. Yeah. Oh, you know what travels really well is arugula. Oh, yeah. You can really? shove it into a Ziploc. 
and it stays good. It's also the best salad green just from a oh deliciousness gosh. standpoint. Yeah. I should have taken I'll, some I'll of the arugula like from chips. the backyard. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. Hmm. We'll go graze in your old yard. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sneak that in That arugula was so spicy, too. Sorry, oh. we're just here for the arugula. <laughs> don't mind us. Yeah, please don't shoot. <laughs> we're just picking The bags lettuce. are for the arugula. Just calm down. Exactly. So, Salty, are you still doing your course? What's, oh, yeah, what's, what's going on? Yes. Uh, so, I was going to launch in December now, but instead, you know, life happened, and so it's yeah. going to be somewhere in mid-January, but it's happening, and... Um, yeah, it's it's designed for uh, hikers and backpackers who want to get their health that's just like in the best possible shape going into a hike. Kind of like I was mm-hmm. just saying with Wolverine, you know, when your body is at its optimal health going into the hike, then you're going to enjoy it a lot more. So if you want to experience fewer aches and pains. Yes. Can people sign up for it right now? Yeah. Well, it's so if they get on my email list, I'm opening it. Um, enrollment will be probably January 7th through 17th. So okay. um, if they're on my email list, then they'll know when it opens up. So you could let your friends and family know if they're like, when do you want for Christmas? Right. You can and say, just send me some cash because I'm going to sign up for this class. Yep. So, yeah. You can Kate, check out my website. Yeah. KatieGerber.com. Katie Burger. Katie Burger. No. You know, that was That's so funny when I heard website. that because that has happened to me my entire life. <laughs> like yeah. in school, really? like the, t- the substitute teacher, Katie Burger. I'm like, it's Gerber. <laughs> That's funny. People, like, people's minds do strange things to names sometimes. Yes. Yeah. The A and the U in my last name, there's something about the way the English mind works always switches Flips those it. around. Do what? People say do what. <laughs> no. It happens uh, so often. Do, it's amazing. A-A-Ron, like, do Probably what? 80% of the time when somebody like <laughs> sees it, they, they actually like boop change it right huh yeah. interesting and you i in my mind go what did he did he do oh boy All right. should we get yep. into mailbag sure okay dear trail show thank you for getting me into long hikes okay let me preface <laughs> this this letter this is from a trail show vip oh. monthly donor what's his name i always mess it up but it's orion bakken Berget. very good uh, he corrected me. <clears throat> so he's been listening to the show, and he got he he did his first through hike. Excellent. Um, he hiked uh, the length of uh, Sweden, I think. You got to get this right. This is important if he's a VIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it Finland? Oh, was man. it Sweden? Or was it Norway? Mm-hmm. Over to you, Pod. I'm gonna say Sweden, but it's fine if I'm wrong. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's not in the letter, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Dear Trail Show, thank you for getting me into long hikes. I'm truly grateful for this experience. What are you doing? Sorry. (laughs) I can now understand why you keep coming back to it. I don't have a trail name yet. I think that's more an American thing, but I'd love some suggestions if you got. And again, thanks to all the people at the Trail Show for the inspiration and motivation to do this craziness. You have now ruined one more person. Enjoy your well earned beer, Orion. He sent us a donation mm. for beer. Thank you. Uh, so. I thank think, you. Thank you. I think that he's kind of asking for a trail name here, uh, while at the same yeah. time saying, uh, it's an American thing, but right. can, I, can I have mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. I, I think that we should offer him uh, uh, whatever country you're not from but adjacent to. Just use that as your trail name. Huh. Like, Since we were all confused. Where, where, where is he from? I don't know where he's actually from. Okay. So you don't I know don't where remember. he's from. You don't know where, where? he hiked. <laughs> what, what do we know? He gave you beer. It's been a long time since we talked about where he was from. Well, he knows. He, we know he's from Scandinavia. We just don't know which country. 
So he could be the Scandinavian something. <laughs> the Scandinavian. That's too. Yeah. yeah I don't or know. how about oh, how about the Swedish meatball? No. 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 <laughs> okay. We're not doing that to this poor person. Okay. No. Um, you know what? We'll uh, have to think about yeah, it. We don't yeah, have anything to go on. Let's. I think. I think that we should table this for for next month. Okay. But uh, let's come back to it. I, okay. Like some something with with Viking feels a little just too yeah. easy, right? Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. Think too kitschy. Just, yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't want to like rush into it because because this really feels like a hey. Right. There's none. There's none of you people over here. Yeah. I, I'm 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 reaching out because I need a name to tr- to feel like mm-hmm. I'm part of the tribe. Yeah. Okay. Or something. Okay. Got it. We'll work on it. Well, yeah. And by work on it, we'll figure it out. Totally five forget about it. And to, the, be yeah. <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. Okay. Uh, let's see. Letter number two. Dear Trail Show, thanks for all the years of nonsense and beers, and the occasional guest with a hint of information about hiking. Yeah. Sorry about that. For the next <laughs> sound effects special, would you consider an hour of weird sounds interrupted alternately by Delo's nose breathing and POD sighing at slash complaining slash reprimanding Delo? Cheers, meet in three. Isn't that just a regular meet show? Meet in three. <laughs> yeah, I think he's describing That's every like a regular show. show. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, uh, yeah, we've got a great back catalog of those. Um, feel free to check them out. <laughs> Seven and a half years worth, man. That's right. <laughs> Thetrailshow.com. Okay, next uh, mailbag item. Hi, Trail Show. I had a moment of brief clarity as my coffee blew the morning fog from my mind. Mm. I was wasting time looking at Outside Magazine online. One of the articles where they plugged all the music and books that they enjoyed that month. It got me thinking of all the books that you and your guests have written I have no idea what kind of work it would take to make a list of all the books that y'all have put out, but it might be something the old TSN would find useful and maybe help some sell some books. TSN, Trail Show Nation. I've unplugged from social media. God, this letter is from Sock Meds. <laughs> from who? Sock Meds. From social medias. So I'm not up to date with the things you may have already done. I thought that was a trail name. Sock Meds. Maybe that's what we should call our friend Oreo. No, no, no. Okay. come on. No. I was looking better. at your website <laughs> and thinking lists of guests slash books and even trails slash organizations. No expectations on my end. That's good. I appreciate all the work that you put into the show. I have a five-year-old and I do more landscaping than hiking these days. Hope your year has been filled with great views and warm sleeping bags. Justin Juice Cheney. Juice. The juice is loose. The juice is loose. So we'll get the intern yeah. on that. Uh, I was going to say, sounds like intern work for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So here's what I would submit to Juice. Um, we recently had a listener ask us how we hosted the podcast. And I forwarded that email to Delo because he's involved with the hosting of the podcast. He immediately forwarded it back to all of us with no answer. So, <laughs> so, 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 Juice, what that says to me is that the person that is capable of doing what you're requesting is not interested in doing what you're requesting. I think, I think you're just going to have to go back and listen to all the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Start with the first. Yeah. You got 89 episodes now. D-Lo put them at two times speed and was able to get through them in a couple of weeks straight. Uh, he had to take days off work, but and amphetamines and yeah, not sleep. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so good luck. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Do we have any donors this month? Yep. Bernard Wolf. 
Hey now. Russ, not Fusskinder. Don't worry. Craig Pisco Gully. Well, got Chris Go. Smith. Bring up. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bobby Walters. Baby. Richard Glasgow. A lot. <laughs> Joshua Bowden to Jop Bowden. Trevor Smoke, yeah. if you got it, Ch- the Bowman. Sean Weedman. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Cottonwell. Right. And Diane Pinkers. Pinkers. I still haven't emailed her. You need to email I know, her. Okay, I'm to do that. David Bullapostavitti. Hey. Justin Quality Knowles. Quality. Hey, he had a question too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he had a he had a question. Okay, that's, okay. that's later. Jason Lurch, not Church Day. Just don't go. Ingrid Gerard. Rudy from CascadeHikerPodcast.com. Hi, Rudy. Rudy. Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Get out of here. Thanks for the new music. Yes. I like that it starts with a salt shaker. I, I just no, I course. just love that he does it. I actually, I, I think it's pretty. Oh, cool. it's incredible. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, reach out to him if you want some music made. He's yeah. clearly got the skills. He, he can do all genres. And he only charges two hundred dollars an hour. So, oh, it's yeah, a it's deal at twice the price. It's a deal. Stephen the Hustler Russell, Ammon the Brute Bruce, Bruce. Renee Shira Patrick, Shira. Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood. Need I, I need it. Just give it to me. Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codet. Got it. Mm. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Meat Pig. Joseph Pecoraro. Pecoraro. Hey. Like Brandon Lost Balls Love Lady. Where'd they go? Shira the Switch Blady and Brian the Big McNamara. Big Mac. <laughs> Patty Sisu Matiscala. Hey now. Hey. Who she actually met me at Elevation Brewery oh, a while ago when she was in town. I was bummed I couldn't come so out. So she knows what she were drinking tonight. I was under the weather. Phil Felipe Gilbert. Kill Bill Cottrell. Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. Orion Bakken Bourguet. Orion Bakken Bourguet. He said there's no ah uh at the end. You gotta erase the schwa. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's uh I feel like we really need to give him a name before we end this episode, so I'm going to think about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Clayton Masterson. Clayton? I know. Clayton. Clayton. Dave the Geode Hale. Geode. Crack it open, see what's in there. Trail show VIP. (laughs) He has another trail name, but we're going with Geode. He does. Hannah Dykstra. Hannah. Steven swept away, but last TTS, y'all called me Robin, so I'm going with that from now on. Hood. Hood. Robin. <laughs> Anthony Peach Pitts. Just Peach. Peach. And Bob Death March Trombley. DMT, the God Molecule. And then we have our one offs <laughs> Gene Old Papa Haynes. Hey, Papa. Hey. Brian, the Gangsta of Love Morris. Gangsta. Like, G. Uh-huh. Some, some people call me that. And then our one off, right? Uh, Orion Bakken Bourguet, who gave us a. A large donation in addition to his monthly donation for the purpose of using it for beer. Ah, yes. nice. So, mm-hmm. And then, of course, our beer sponsor tonight, Elevation Brewing out of Poncha Springs. Yes, yes. And it don't stop. That's what we got for donors. Okay. Let's do our trail tip. You've been, okay. You were talking to me a little bit uh, before the... Uh, hold on. I got music. Oh, wait. You, you actually right. have one, huh? Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that. So this is a trail tip uh, Fidget and I were talking about Uh-oh. when she was in town. And we were talking about how sometimes hikers will go in 
and pretty much destroy a hotel room. Not by like breaking stuff, but like just the amount of dirt and trash that they produce as a function of just the their lifestyle. Ring. Uh, yes. Yep. And how she and I are both um, have both gotten comments from people when we're hiking and staying in places because we both do the same thing. Like no matter where, when I stay in a hotel room, doesn't matter if I'm on trail or just traveling, I strip the bed before I leave the room and I put all the towels in a pile and I get rid of the gross soap bar and I leave a tip. And so we were just talking about how, you know, uh, being a maid is, is a pretty tough job. It's, it's backbreaking work. And when you go into a town, especially as a hiker, you generate a ton of trash. I mean, mm. there's just going to be like leaf litter and all kinds of stuff that comes off of your clothes and your body that they have to vacuum up. And that's stuff they wouldn't normally have to do, right? And then like you're going to empty out your trash bag and go through your mail drop and all the packaging from the store. Um, and then, of course, the, the, the shower is disgusting. And so our trail tip is, you know, don't be a jerk. Like... Think about the fact that the person who's who's cleaning up after you is making a minimum wage, making a, doing a backbreaking job. And so at the very least, clean the rig out of the bathtub because that's gross and they shouldn't have to clean that. The dirt ring. The dirt ring. And number two, consolidate your trash. Go ask for an additional trash bag at the, at the front desk. Um, they're happy to give you one. They'll even give you a big one if you want. Um, you can get one when you're checking in. Yep. You you can you can also ask them uh, where you can take your trash. Yes, because like when those when those maids are cleaning up, they don't have like a lot of right. room yeah. on those carts. So if you've just got a huge pile of trash, like may, maybe go ahead and take you know the cardboard and some of the big stuff, and maybe make just most yeah. of it um, yeah. on out because sometimes sometimes they're happy to let you do that. Yeah, and Naomi and I when we were in Idaho, um, and we stayed at this hotel, I actually asked when we checked in, I. I said, do you have like an old rag? You know, like they, the, the washcloths after a while, they start to wear out and some cleaning supplies. And he was like, oh, is the bathroom not clean? I was like, no, it's fine. But no one should have to clean up the tub after we take showers in there because it's going to be disgusting. I bet he was like, well, in that case, you can go find somewhere else to stay. <laughs> no, he was, he was stoked to let us do it. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure the maid was stoked just like not have to clean the disgusting tub yeah um so just a reminder that like when you stay somewhere and and maybe even when you're not on trail stripping the bed takes less than a minute and consolidating your trash and getting rid of it takes about a minute and i would also submit that you should if you use the toiletries that they supply in the hotel room um they're not going to reuse those bottles so throw them away and get rid of your slimy soap like that's so gross. If you use the bar soap and then you leave it on the sink or in the shower and then someone has to clean that up, just throw it away. You're it, blowing people's minds right now, POD. Y- she just Mike blew drop. my mind because I, I actually never even thought about the soap thing. Ooh, it's gross. Mm-hmm. I totally, I don't even think about it. Because I, I always grab like all of the, the towels and the washcloth and all that stuff and like put it all in one pile in the middle of the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I... I don't. Even, I did, didn't even think about the soap. And you know, the if soap you sh- man, the soap. If, and especially if you're sh- in a room with other people, you know, you know, someone's going to leave their pubes on the soap. Yeah, you know what I'm Always. saying. It's going to happen. Yeah. 
Mm. And cool. so you can just use the, the washcloth. <laughs> you can use the washcloth and grab the soap bar and then put the soap bar in the trash and then put the washcloth in the, the towels. And yeah. I would also say leaving a tip is pretty basic. You know, if you can afford to stay in a hotel, just like if you can afford to eat out, then you should also leave a tip. Mm-hmm. So our trail tip is be your own damn maid. And leave a tip. And leave a tip. Because trust me, the work they have, it's not like they're not going to have to do any work. They're still going to have to do a bunch of work in that room. That's it. Okay. That's all. We're going to take one last break. When we come back, we've got Ask a Hiker with Salty. Oh. Oh. She didn't know that. And we've also (laughs) got a uh, gear review that we don't know what it is yet. Oh, <laughs> stay tuned. Look, are we going to go test it right now? During yeah, the let's break? do it right yes. now. All right, cool. Okay. Less gear, more beer. All right, let's go to the hotline one more time. We've got one more call for this evening, and it involves a trail tip. So this is a bonus. You can thank us later, or you can hit the donate button. Hey, trail show. I'm just calling in with a trail tip and a gear review all in one. All right. Now, if any of you are like me, you probably wonder, has anyone ever called in on this thing while they're performing a backcountry bidet on themselves or a friend? Well, now what? you don't have I've to never... worry. Because with this brand-new technology from 2001 called the Bluetooth headset, you, too, can call family members, loved ones, or unsuspecting podcast creators hands-free. <laughs> well, I'm all done drip trying, so I got to go. See you later, trail show. Okay, I don't know wow. who that was, but thanks. So the tip was call us while you're pooping. I <laughs> that was it. I think that was it. I don't know. Okay. Huh. Well, in any case, who would yeah, ever uh, do that? call so call weird. in with your trail tips, and I guess if you feel you you need to do that while you're pooping, I mean, sometimes the best live, ideas come to yeah. you in that moment. Live your life how you think. The moment how of you clarity. Feel you need to. Do we have any ask a hiker questions this month? Salty. We sure did. Question number one. I am not sure if this is trail show anomaly, but a disproportionate number of through hikers seem to hail from Michigan. Hmm. Any theories why more Michiganders are through hikers? Potentially, Michiganders self-identify more. Hmm. Michigan outdoor inspirations like Ernest Hemingway or Ted Nugent. More folks leave Michigan to hike. P.O.D., a Michigan hiking, hiking micro-influencer. <laughs> That's the first time somebody's referred to me as micro, and I really appreciate it. Cheers. <laughs> Justin Quality Knowles. Hashtag micro-influencer. I know. I like that. Is Ted Nugent outdoorsy? Or inspirational? Well, he likes to shoot guns outdoors. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And also, I didn't know Ernest Hemingway was from Michigan. Well, yeah, or inspirational. 
Yeah, he's depressing. Kind of depressing yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ted Nugent yeah, too, so just different Pe- depressing. Beauty, what's the deal with Michigan and hiking and people from Michigan I don't hiking? Know, right. I mean, you have to be tough to live in the Midwest. You know, you're from Ohio. Right. I think mm. the theory more folks leave Michigan to hike, that they might be onto something. Because I feel like yeah. that's why I meet a lot of uh, Ohioans all yeah. over the place. Because oh. lots of people leave Ohio, you know, understandably. Mm. I'm from oh, there. wow. I get it. I'm from there. <laughs> okay. I mean, my yeah. 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 My, my mom was from there. and She left. Right. <laughs> well, isn't, isn't Detroit the next like urban hiking destination? I Is mean, it? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Snorkel? Maybe. Snorkel. Right. Lots of opportunities. I don't know quality. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that's it. You're not. That's all you got. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I've been gone for so long. Okay. Mm, out of touch. I, I'm, I'm going to yeah. actually challenge the basic nature of the question and say I don't know that it's truly true. I think I think his uh, first explanation of Michiganders self-identify more might be getting at like what's really going on, which is that it might seem like they're overrepresented because they always they always talk about the fact that they're from Michigan. It's like I people don't. from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Buck so 30. I, I wonder if that it might just be that so it's creating a perception Michigan? but it's not actually but that there's not actually a disproportionate number. Buck 30 is hiking in Michigan this summer. Ah, uh, right. So that's the reverse. That's a so guy. So maybe that's why everybody's oh. leaving Michigan. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> oh, that would be a correlation causation thing in advance we'd have to collect some data. like we know he's coming at some point gotta get out of here <laughs> oh all right gosh. question number two has the trail show ever considered having an intern or oh. a roadie hmm. to help set up and break down equipment this might be a great opportunity for someone that is interested in learning how to set up a podcast and see how it's run firsthand hmm. I don't know that I would have the time to do this personally, but I listen to other podcasts that have interns and they end up leaving their internship with a lot of valuable knowledge on podcasts. Food for thought. Thanks. And keep up the great shows and sound effects. Yours in Christ. Triple bag bomb. <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what was the troll name? Triple, triple bag, bag, bag bomb. bomb. Bag triple bag, bag bomb. Bag I'd bomb. love to know the story behind that. <laughs> right. Um, it's funny that you ask that triple bag bomb. I've been lobbying since 2014 for the trail show to have an intern. And last month we had someone call in, but we don't know who that caller was. You need to show yourself. And POD has poo-pooed my like <laughs> deepest desire to have an intern on the trail show and since 2014. I called the trail show hotline while I was poo-pooing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. I desperately would love, especially for the Boulder shows. If you're a Boulder-based... Uh, Intern-like person. Person who's curious about podcasting and you're willing to do the grunt work of setting up and breaking down equipment, we will show you everything you could possibly learn about podcasting and you should email me directly at disco at the trail show.com. Um, Just know that you may not ever get on the microphone and that you will be doing all the grunt work but you will be with us in studio and it would be awesome. And I, th- I think triple bag bomb is actually related to triple O. Oh, could be. Mm. They're cousins. Hmm. We'll have to ask triple O. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, potential interns should in their cover letter include all of the books of any 
previous podcast guest, podcast guest. What else was on that list? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's your, your cover first, letter. <laughs> yeah, if, that's, listen. That's if you want to uh, be an intern, application. Yeah. yeah, if you just put together that list of all the books <laughs> that we've that, ever reviewed yeah. on every the conservation show, organization, yep, then, right. you're, then you're you're in. Yeah, you're in. I think that's fair. That's yeah. your first task. Send us a list, show by show, of the last seven and a half years of media reviews. I like how the person who called in last month was like, "I wouldn't even need to be." treated with respect yeah (laughs) i think there's some interest in you know being treated badly as a trail show intern and i think we can accommodate i mean you know within limits yeah there's all there's limits i mean mean, we won't make you sit next to buck there's laws and stuff and we do have a lawyer on staff so he will see to the fact that you won't get mistreated too badly right He'll tr- he'll try he'll try he'll try but sometimes he's not around yeah true like, like tonight now. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tonight you would have been horribly mistreated <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey do we have another ask a hiker no but going back to the whole Michigan question oh yeah I wanted to just pipe up and say that uh, our good friend Wolverine from he's Michigan. from Michigan oh and FYI he is hosting a talk about hiking Ecuador. Oh, cool. So if you happen hmm. to live in Michigan, in the Detroit area, Berkeley uh, is kind of northern suburbs, uh, Thursday, January 9th at 6.30 p.m. at the Berkeley Public Library in Berkeley, Michigan, uh, you can meet Wolverine. He'll be autographing napkins or something. I don't know. Um, He'll be autographing bags <laughs> of rice and hot sauce. <laughs> Or, or, you know, bring your own awesome. bag bring of your rice. Own. Bring yes. your, yes. Favorite, your favorite rice, your favorite hot sauce. Right. He'll be just autographing Ziplocs. Probably bring a Sharpie, too, just to be safe. <laughs> Maybe bring him some vegetables. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. yes. Or yes. some dehydrated refried beans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For his next hike. Anyway, so um, there is a registration uh, link. So if you go to the Berkeley Public Library, I'm sure you can find that. It's called Berkeley, Pub- Berkeley Library Presents Hiking Ecuador. Thursday, January 9th, 2020 at 6.30 p.m. So if you happen to be in the Detroit area, um, it's in Berkeley. Check it out. And while we're talking about hiking events, Salty, could you mention the upcoming Rucks? They've just been announced. Absolutely. As your Alta West vice president, I would love to tell you about the Rucks since it was somehow left out of trail news. Yeah, that was my bad. I I opened that information Mm -hmm. in a new window rather than a Mm -hmm. new tab. All right. The NorCal Rock is the first one uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's January 25th. The Cascade Rock near Stevenson, Washington is February 22nd. The Rockies Rock in Golden is March 7th. The Bellingham Rock in Bellingham is March 21st. And the Inland Northwest Rock in Coeur d'Alene is April 4th. Well, and that's it. Will anyone in this room be at the Rockies Rock? I will. I will. W- what was that date I again? Will. Um, March 7th. And all of you will be volunteering, I, I, correct? I believe I yes. will be. Okay. Yeah. I, am, cool. I mean, I always am. You yes. That's how it works. They're so fun. Yeah. They're yeah. such a great learning event and such a great time to like kick off just the spring con- hiking yeah, season. Yeah, reconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just fun to like see people too. Yeah. Yeah. And, totally. And there's, I feel like oh, every time I go, audio. there's some fun surprise like... Some talk that is way more interesting than you really expected it to yeah, be, or right. like all good jumps out of a out of a cake <laughs> with tassels on. I mean, that happens every year, right, so it's yeah. not really that surprising anymore. But is all good still around? 
uh he yep. is the re- he is a retired <laughs> yeah he is around is he still the president he is not the president okay no uh so charles so there was a coup <laughs> he just overstayed. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he termed out. So Charles is the okay. new president. All good is uh, at Six Moons Design and, making and, magic. And people can get more details at autowest.org. That's right. Okay. And you can register there. Yep. And get registered Sweet. soon. Get your come, early bird discount. Yeah. Anybody in the Colorado area, rucked. come out to the Rockies Ruck. Uh, most of the trail show will be there. And here's the thing: even if you don't need any education around the outdoors. It's like 25 bucks and you get breakfast and mm. lunch it's and happy hour. It's such a good deal. It's a great deal and it's really fun and there's lots of free stuff. And there's yeah. lots yeah. of hikers. Like There's lots of hikers. Yeah. So I mean, you get to, to, you know, that's your trail and, family. And they're bathed yep. usually. So like they, they don't yeah, even smell not that as bad. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, they're fun. I always enjoy them. Yeah. It's yep. really fun. Come on out. Unlimited coffee. <laughs> Get jittery. All right, oh, we've yeah. got a. We're gonna flip the tables tonight on gear review. But first, uh, we're gonna uh, rock out. Uh, 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 uh. Mm, mm. Oh yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So, in our never-ending quest to discuss every facet about tent stakes that we can possibly dream of, earlier during our last break, we were talking about what do you do when that trail, that tent stake bends? Yeah. And. Everybody's had this happen to them. Sometimes they break. Sometimes they're beyond repair. You can't bend them back. Or if you try to bend them back, they break. Especially like those V-stakes. Man, if those V-stakes bend in the middle, you're out of luck. Now, I will say that those ones don't bend that often. Like for instance, the like the groundhogs, um, the minis in particular. Okay. Like if you're whacking those things with the rock, trying to get them into some, some difficult soil, yeah. it's real easy to sort of like tip that little head piece over. Mm-hmm. And once that thing started to go, it those things are are toast pretty quickly after. Forget that. about yeah. it. Yeah. My go-to method, and sometimes it's not always possible, but if I end up with a bent tent stake, the first time I get to a picnic table uh-huh in the wooden picnic tables are what you want there's usually little gaps between the planks on top on the surface of that picnic table and that's the perfect place to slide that tin stake down into the gap and then Whoa. you and then you like pry it back and make it as straight as you can. It's that's not, a good tip. Yeah, it's not possible yeah, to get it a hundred percent. That's a really good way to do it. The chain link picnic tables also work pretty well mm-hmm. in that way. The chain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. the ones that are like. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely straightened a few there as well. And those ones can actually be even better because uh, the wooden ones. If it's like a stiff metal, you can mm-hmm. gouge the the wood of the picnic table, which is not yep. very leave no trace. Another, th- um, but an- it, but I I haven't I've never gouged the uh, those other ones. If you've got a nice bridge over a stream that you're walking across, typically there's gaps between those wood planks too. Mm-hmm. Also, yep. a great mm-hmm. place to straighten out a tent stake. What do you do though if you don't have a picnic table or a bridge? Well, you get out your blowtorch and your welding mask. <laughs> and your jeans. Yeah. And Drink you up. get them real hot. Okay. Real. And shoe and a rock. Yep. Shoe and a rock. Yeah. Right? Does that work? Yeah. You just stand on it and then pull up. Oh. I mean, I've, I've just used so body a, a yeah. flat-ish or like well-grooved rock. Like sometimes I've actually found rocks where you can 
sort of get like a one piece of the tent stake wedged in there well enough that you can bang on the the bent piece and it'll mm. straighten it out. You know what I mean? Okay. You know what I like yeah. to do? Bang on rocks and tent stakes <laughs> in the middle of the woods. No. What do you when want? one of my tent stakes bends, get a new one. I I go over to Buck Thirty's <laughs> tent and I pull one of his tent sticks out. <laughs> oh yeah. And I pump my bent one in and then I take his. And and he doesn't. He just thinks that's actually a pretty good him. trail yeah. tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, that means you need to hike with Buck Thirty. Well, around. Okay. I mean, you can do that to anybody you hike with. I suppose. No, but you would, no, don't do that to anyone else. Just Buck Thirty. <laughs> just Buck Thirty. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think huh. we. I think we've exhausted. I think we got show. everything straightened out. I've got. A oh God. All right, folks. This is the part of the show where we end the show. Where we curl up in the sleeping bags. Yes, yep. we do. Right. We're gonna have a big cuddle puddle. <laughs> cuddle puddle. We tried to help the acoustics in this room by just throwing blankets and sleeping bags all over the room. And I think it helped a little bit. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it basically looks like we're going to not clean up after <laughs> ourselves and leave yeah. this hotel room for the maids to clean <laughs> oh. up, which is really not cool. No. Be your own damn maid. I, if only we I'm had an intern here. to abuse <laughs> and have them clean it all up. Oh. That's right. Thanks to everyone for tuning in this evening. Big thanks goes to Brian Buck 30 Tansman for talking to us about his hike of the Oregon Coast Trail. Big thanks to Christian Cook from Elevation Brewing Company in Poncha Springs, Colorado, for guesting with us and providing tonight's libations. Big ups mm. to Elevation. They're yeah, amazing. Yep. Elevationbeerco.com. Look look for our uh, our partnership beer coming at yes. you soon. The collaboration beer. That's yeah. right. Yep. Big thanks goes to Liz Snorkel Thomas, Trail Show Ninth Chair, for telling us about her new <laughs> oh book. Oh my God, she's, she's dropped a chair just during <laughs> this episode. Her new oh book man. is called Hiking Waterfalls, Southern California. Get it wherever you get fine books. Thanks goes to Salty for guesting with us again well, and sharing a salty snack. Thanks for leaving the door unlocked. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a Trail Show koozie trail show koozie and some stickers for $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com we want to thank our show sponsor this evening Mr. Andrew Skirka Andrew why don't we let you have the final word here hey listeners I hope you've enjoyed the show this is Andrew Skirka coming to you one more time registration for my 2020 trips will open immediately after the new year All applications received during the first two weeks will be considered equally, and this is your best chance to get on your first choice trip. After the open application period, spots will be filled on a first-come, first-served basis. Cancellations do happen, and spots occasionally open up later in the season as well. You can find more information about the trips on my website, andrewskirka.com. If you have any questions, just send me an email. My program is still small, and I'll respond personally. After I receive your application, I'll try to match you with a like-abled group. we found that experience and fitness aren't necessarily correlated, so we've actually decoupled these variables. For example, if you're an intermediate backpacker in average fitness, we'll try to pair you with other intermediate backpackers in average fitness. Our season starts in southern Utah in late April, followed by West Virginia, Alaska, Yosemite, and finally the Rockies. We hope to see you out there. AndrewSkirka.com. Thanks, Andrew. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com. 
on Twitter at Trail Show, on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show, on the Stitcher app, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. Another Trail Show has come and gone, but don't cry. We'll be back in 2020 with more beers, trails, and nonsense. We're also going to add some ridiculousness in 2020, so look Get out for ready. that. Until then, for POD, Special 41, Salty, D-Lo, and Triple O, I'm Disco. Ciao. Bye-bye now. Y'all, y'all have just a good good Happy time. Happy holidays. Enjoy your new year. And after you unbend that steak, you can use it to scrape all the soap scum out of the grout. Mm-hmm. Get your hair shower. out of the shower. Unclog yep. the, the drain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can use the hook side to get all the hair and Oh, pukes. yeah. That's right. There's nothing like standing in three inches of gray water in, a, so in like a shower that 300 hikers have used, you know, in the week before you. And wondering whether that's your pube or not oh. on your, on your oh. toe. Yeah. And actually having soap scum on your ankle when you get out <laughs> of that shower because you were standing in great water. That happened to us. I'm not going to say where it happened to me, but it definitely happened to me. And I was just trying to ignore the fact that I was standing in gray water while I was getting the rest of my body clean. I, You know those like little snake things that you put down and yes. you pull up a bunch of hair? Ugh. I 1,000% oh, yeah. uh, went and got one of those at like the little hardware store that was right on the same block at the, as this hotel that I was in. Um, For your hotel room? Yeah, because I... I <laughs> I I, w- I was experiencing this like uh, yeah. standing in water thing and and yeah. like um, it grosses me out. I'm not like a real germ person. There's not a whole lot germ wise that makes me kind of just little. But standing in in like hotel shower water, like, I was like, no, uh uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. and I went and got one of those things and pulled a bunch of nasty out of there oh. with gloves. I got some gloves. You know what? There are not many things that make me gag. But my even my own hair, like when we lived in it's Wheat Ridge, disgusting. I and know. we would use those little zippy things. Yeah. And I, the hair that comes out of the drain with the it scum on it, it smells yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah. So, it would make me so gag every single time. You know the thing time. is, is like it is so disgusting. <laughs> but then immediately after you do that, and like the water flows clean, and oh. and your very your feet are clean, and, and you, you don't, don't have, have a ring like around your <laughs> on your feet. <laughs> It's so much nicer. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's that's the one thing that makes clean, me clean up after yourself. Disgusted. Especially you long-haired people. You know, I'm damn. I know. I know. We're due for a haircut. Sorry, you're totally yeah. gonna have to bleep me there. Yeah, I got a lot of bleeping Dro- tonight. Dropping some f bombs over here. Okay. Is that yeah, a, family it, show? Is that a show? I th- think we're done wait we're Are still we recording we're still recording we got to clean up all these sleep- i guess i do a lot of sleeping bags on the, the end, end of a decade what do you have to say all right oh man a see you all a decade <laughs> see you all in 2020 merry crimble happy new year do good things we'll see you very clearly in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> oh. bye-bye out <laughs> I believe I was, well, as usual, I was heavily insulted. I said, I said the Teero was, was the greatest thing ever, and it was the, it was the fourth trail. And then uh, I've just been, you know, harassed for, for five years straight because of that. Like, why would I waste my time getting muscles and clams when I could just divert into town and get big gulps? Come on. <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs> Resistance is futile. The trail show. Right. Okay. Cool.
trail show called the trail show. Seven two zero eight five three twenty two six nine. Sure beats plucking your own chicken.